That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. Enjoy all the features that are waiting for you there. They're free. Those other talk show hosts, most of them want to charge you for accessing their sites. Uh, We do it free, so go enjoy. And actually, you can create the content of the site as well by submitting something that you think is interesting to it. So you find something online you think other listeners to Free Talk Live might enjoy, submit it as show prep, and then at that point others can vote whether they like or dislike, and the most voted up make it to the front page and the top of the site. So there's hopefully always something fresh up there, at least on a daily basis, thanks to listeners like you for taking the time to come there and participate in that. So once again, it's all free over at Free Talk Live. Dot com. Uh, joining me here tonight, it is Ian. Allie. And we have a special guest. And by the way, we are live from the Porcupine Freedom Festival, the 2012 edition, on this, the second to final night. There, uh, There's still one more night remaining after this one. And, of course, Porkfest continues to just ramp up as the week goes on. More people arrive. Of course, it's Friday evening as we're uh, doing this program. And uh, so, inevitably, a lot of people have just gotten off of work, and they're probably still heading here, likely will be arriving in you know, setting up camp in the dark. Uh, but we're here, and uh, I've had the for- good fortune of being here all week. Allie, uh, when did you arrive? Uh, I arrived on Monday. Okay, as did I. Yep. So now, were you here all week last week as well? Uh, last year, rather? Last year. Uh, well, no, I think I got here a little bit late last year. But mm-hmm. this year, since I live in Keene, it's so easy to come down early. And it's very convenient when you're already in New Hampshire. So how was the uh, experience, for, for, I guess, changing from just maybe a few days last year to going for the entire Porcupine Freedom Festival this time around? Well, it's nice because uh, I guess... When it comes to social interaction, I do better with smaller groups usually. Mm-hmm. So when you first get here, it's more—it's uh, easier to meet all the people around you. And then as the week goes on, it gets to be more people, but you recognize people you've never people met you, before. Yeah, for you sure. You met at first. And... So let's bring in our special guest. Stefan Molyneux is uh, with us. We can talk, Ali, you and I, about Porkfest all throughout the night here. Uh, so of course, we're going to have uh, inevitably a number of interesting folks joining us uh, throughout uh, the evening. 855-450-FREE allows you to join us on the air here. But Stefan Molyneux host of uh, Freedom Main Radio at freedomainradio.com. I see. They're all here to see you. Uh, All right. Throw them some kibbles. Uh Throw them some kibbles. Good crowd. Good mob. So tell me, uh, you know, you you keep coming back. I mean, these pork fests must be pretty great for you. Oh, I love it. And you know what's great about this pork fest? The last two that we've come to have really felt like it's a pork fest car wash because the weather has been kind of wet and rainy and clammy. But this has been just a beautiful, perfect flawless day you can see the mountains stretching away off to the horizon oh, wow, yeah. uh, birds circling overhead uh, no sharks in the swimming pool it really is a complete <laughs> vacation experience it's lovely i mean you can't beat this view I really i mean i'm sure there's something out there that beats it but this is the best view i've ever seen it's absolutely incredible looking actually out seeing you the... in this tutu uh, uh, really does yeah. beat yeah, Ian hasn't this mentioned is what the he's best wearing. view that i have ever seen <laughs> and not enough tequila shots will get it out of my brain though i will try Quite you know, uh, I didn't see you at the uh, the bigger gayer dance party. No, either. they felt that it was a bigger gayer dance party, but I was too big and gay to go. Uh, I see. Uh, they felt the accent just pushed me over the edge, and then they saw some of my dance moves, and they said, "Sorry, too gay. Can't help you." I said, "But I went to boarding school." They said that's really part of the problem. So tell me, uh, you know, you're here again, and you just only, unfortunately, I think, got in last night. Is that right, or yesterday? Yeah. Well, I was uh, I was in Texas for the Libertarian Party. Mm-hmm. Then I went to Sao Paulo, Brazil. To tell a bunch of politicians that taxation is theft. Always an enjoyable speech to give. 
And uh, then uh, we flew back for a day or two and then uh, came down uh, yesterday. Yeah, so we came, came in last night. So um, noticing that there's, as usual, a lot of new faces here, just people that uh, you've never had a chance to meet before. Does that happen for you? Yeah, no, I mean, I, there's definitely people who know the show, and it's yep. great to chat with them. Uh, it's new people who wonder why I keep chasing them with business cards. Uh, I've only been tased a few times, which is actually quite good for me <laughs> for a social gathering. Uh, and, and over the years, I've generally become more and more immune to pepper spray, you know, uh, over the years. So I, I can really usually make it through to where I need to get to. Tell me about uh, Freedom Main Radio. What is it? Freedom Main Radio is uh, it's the biggest philosophy show in the history of the known universe. Uh, because we go for modesty, uh, really, as a, as a mission plan. And you don't even know about the unknown universes. Well, I'm counting them, too, because... Uh, you might as well. Yeah, why not? I mean, it's a demographic I'm comfortable with. So, uh, yeah, uh, it's been running since about 2005, 2006. Uh, it was 2007, I think, that I quit my... I used to be a software executive. I quit that gig full-time right. because, you know, stability and rationality and predictability, way, way overrated. And uh, I basically have been doing the show full time for the last five or six years and loving it. And I'm doing a whole bunch of speaking tours this summer. Outstanding. And the, the content's all free, like yours on the website. The books are all free. So I hope that people will, will check it out. I think it's a very powerful and enjoyable show. Can you give some tips on how you've been successful in your show and promoting it? And do you have any ideas about if someone wanted to replicate, like, I would like to do something like you in the future? And what, what, would, what advice would you give to someone like me? I think it's what Ian was talking about. And it's something that I learned about as an entrepreneur. Listen to the customer. You know, we, we are passionate and we want to change the world, but we also have to be, I think, pragmatic business people and say, what is it the customers want, right? So I do a call-in show every Sunday, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard for a couple of hours, listening to really what the listeners want. I check out the message boards and interact with listeners all the time. So it's like, you know, from the, Ian, you know from the voting app what people are really interested in. And I can really tell from comments on YouTube, from emails, from listening. You just got to really wrap your mind around the listeners' needs and preferences and desires, and that's how you really drive change. Because changing the world and listening to people is, I think, fundamentally the same thing. Well, I think it's important to listen to people, but at the same time, what I've found is that if you listen to enough people, you hear all kinds of different things. So, I mean, just within this uh, Porcupine Freedom Festival, I've had one guy who a, uh, was a Free Talk Live amplifier pull his amp because he didn't like how I handled uh, some male callers that had called the show and you know, I don't remember too much about the calls in which he was referencing. I mean, certainly I'm as guilty as anybody else at uh, losing my cool or whatever, you know, maybe not handling something the way I, I would have otherwise handled it. But I think that uh, Mark and I kind of check each other to some extent on that aspect. And so he was upset about that, and he pulled his amp because of it. But yet then, you know, the next day somebody tells me that they think that uh, I'm very good with handling uh, people on the phones. And, you know, it's like at some point when you listen enough, uh, you eventually have to make a choice, right, about what people want want because you can't please them all yeah you look for the broad trends and there's always people who will go one way or the other and you know anytime you say anything controversial there's 10 people who say you're the worst guy in the world and there's mm. 10 people who say you're the best guy in the world and right. i like it when it comes down on you know heads is the best guy in the world tails the best guy in the world that's all you can go with right well how do, how do you remove yourself from criticism how do you know if criticism is coming from a place of this person really wants me to do well and they think oh. this is real or this person it just has well, some complex Look, about mean, me that's that's depressingly easy right so so the criticism that is valid 
comes from a place of concern, of care, like I really want to help you improve, here's what I think. Criticism that is valid comes with questions like, what was your experience of this? Criticism that is invalid is, you're a jerk. You suck. You know, well, you suck. You know, that sort of stuff, you're right? Stupid. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's a, you, I've unsubscribed because what you're saying doesn't make any sense. It's like, that's not an argument. My question is always, you know, does it come from a place of empathy and curiosity, mm. and does it actually contain facts and evidence? If it, if it doesn't, then somebody is just venting in your direction. It doesn't have anything to do with you fundamentally. So, I mean, yeah, certainly the online world, you have to get kind of thick-skinned, and For I think sure. that's a healthy thing to do. You, cause, but it really just comes down to, you know, the north star of what we're trying to do is to make the world a better place. Place. And I mean, I'm sure you're the same way. Like, I will walk through brick walls to make the world a better place. And if people get mad at me, that's just too bad. If people think I'm a bad guy, that's too bad. I'm still going to go with reason and evidence and as many experts as I can get together on any topic that I'm working with to make the world a better place. That is my fundamental commitment. It has only strengthened since I became a parent. So if people think that, oh, somebody said something mean or bad, that doesn't even show up. It's like looking at the sun and saying, can you see any sunspots? No, it's pretty bright. So uh, I think you just got to focus on the big picture of what we're trying to achieve, and then the little stuff just rolls away. Absolutely. Your thoughts are welcome. Perhaps you'd like to uh, get a question in for Stefan Molyneux. Can you stick with us for another uh, segment here? I sure can. I All would right. be very happy to. Fantastic. He is the host of Free Domain Radio, and you can go to freedomainradio.com to download, oh my gosh, how many episodes? Like uh, 1,500, 2,000? No, it's actually at about 2,250. 20. Wow. Yeah. 20. That's another, another way to succeed is just don't take a breath. Just keep, <laughs> keep at it. Yeah. Keep talking. I, I agree completely, especially in the world of uh, creating podcasts or, or doing audio uh, or video or whatever. You know, continuing to put the product out there is one of the most important factors. Something there where your listeners can count on you. They know what to expect. They know when it's going to be there. They know when they can go and they can get what they're looking for. That's something that's important. Being consistent for people. 855-450-FREE. Even if they hate what you do, at least they can consistently tune in. 855-453-1855-450-3733. More with Stefan Molyneux from the 2012 edition of the Porcupine Freedom Festival. There's a legendary piece of equipment in the radio world. It's the CC Radio 2. It has the best AM reception, bar none, thanks to their twin-coil ferrite AM antenna. It also has stellar FM reception, plus ham and weather. I recently got one. It's the nicest radio I've ever owned. If you're not familiar with the C-Crane Company, their products are lauded for their quality by experts the world over. I highly endorse the C-Crane Company. Get the CC Radio 2 at ccrane.com. C-C-R-A-N-E.com. This is Free Talk Live. We are here live from the 2012 Porcupine Freedom Festival, live from Rogers Campground near the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. The view is splendid, and the people are spectacular. You can come here and meet all kinds of uh, like-minded, liberty-oriented people, uh, both maybe some of uh, whom you've heard of before, like uh, Stefan Molyneux, who is joining us here on the third microphone uh, this evening, or a bunch of people that you probably never met uh, or talked to before, but they're all very interesting. They all have their own stories and, you know, what led them to the ideas of liberty, why they're here uh, at the uh, Rogers Campground for the Porcupine Freedom Festival, and many of them are here for the very first time. It's always great to see 
that about half, I would say, half of the people that are here at this campground are brand new. They've never been to a Porcupine Freedom Festival before. And I'm spoiled. I've come every year for five years in a row. So I've kind of been here as the event has grown. And I think it'd be interesting to talk to somebody, maybe someone in our audience later on can come up, who it's their first time here at Porkfest. And what's that like? What is it like to just come into all of this and just splash into the Agora Alley with people just openly vending things without uh, begging governmental permission first? Whether we're talking about t-shirts or food or whatever, uh, you know, vending permits or licenses, health health code, et cetera, might be uh, required for those things. But it is interesting to see people work out deals and uh, use different kinds of currency and uh, to see how this this kind of market works, even though it's, you know, it's just a campground. It's limited in certain ways. But, yeah, it's, it's still interesting and fascinating to see how people work with what they have. And, and everyone seems to be doing just fine, even though it's a little rugged. And a lot of people, by the way, uh, are here with cop block gear on, the copblock.org hats and T-shirts and such. I wanted to suggest to anybody that uh, wants to protect themselves while driving is the most likely time you're going to encounter a police officer, in my opinion, is when you're behind the wheel. So if you've got a Freedom Cam, you can protect your, uh, your vehicle and the people inside it. By It's got two cameras that uh, are at all times recording. There's one in the front, so you can see everything uh, that you're driving toward, and then there's one that's recording in your cab. Uh, there's a microphone, so you get full audio of what's going on. There's even infrared lights on the thing, so when it's dark, uh, it's dark outside, your entire uh, cab is bathed in infrared light, so therefore you can actually see what's going on inside the cab of the car. This thing is really sharp, and you can go to freedomcam.net to get one of your, uh, one of your own. That's freedomcam.net. Cam.net. Stefan Molyneux here from freedomainradio.com. You can go there and get a whole bunch of Stefan. Uh, like, oh, in slices. Well, I also worth. wanted to mention, too, get in on the liberty movement before it's no longer heroic to do so. Exactly. Right? So, so get in on the ground floor. You know, be into the band before they hit the mainstream. Be into liberty and freedom while it's still really heroic to do so. Like, so you're against racism now. Okay, that's right. after the bandwagon. Right. Being against racism in the 50s, that was cool. That was seriously ahead of your time. So get into the liberty movement before everybody else does. And be it loses pioneer. all of its cachet. You get the medals of freedom that really matter by being at the cutting edge of the liberty movement. Don't wait until your neighbor does it. Do do it now while it's still cool. You know, I don't do it for glory uh, necessarily, but I do it because it's important. And I feel like something that's important, that's really critical to me in my life, and I have similar goals as, uh, as you do, you know, I'm not going to stick my head in the sand and stand by as peaceful people are aggressed against. I'm going to do whatever I can to make a change in the world. And, uh, and I want to do that in a peaceful way, in a positive way. And, of course, and as Gandhi said, you, know, you have to be the change that you wish to see. So I want to be that change. It means I want to do it now. Yeah. I don't want it to be in another 10 years. I want to get together with people that get it. That's why I'm here as part of the Free State Project, where we've already got over 1,000 people that are here in New Hampshire. There are over 12,000 that have pledged to make the move. And I'm so grateful for everybody who has come and who has yet to come here to New Hampshire. So thank you to you all uh, for the consideration that, uh, that you know, if you haven't made the move, that you're giving this. Because it's so important. I think there's no better strategy that we've seen yet then gathering numbers together. It worked for the Mormons in Utah. It worked for the hippies in Vermont. You know, this is a strategy that is a success. Well, and uh, I studied history for many years. Uh, I have a master's in history from the U of T. And 
during my study of history, you all hear these, oh, it's big historical movements. There's the movement of capital or the class warfare or whatever you'd call it. There were supposed to be these big tidal movements of history. We were just like little corks floating on the ocean. But the more I studied history, the more I realized there's a basic simple fact about history. And it's really important for people to understand this. History is made by the will of the individual. History is the will. The future is made not by any giant historical forces, not by any big movements of capital or any other resource. The only resource that shapes the future of mankind is the will of the individual, which is why everybody needs to plug in and get involved in promoting nonviolence, in promoting respect for property rights, in promoting free markets of, of ideas, of goods, of capital, of, of human movement. We need to start unshackling ourselves from this grim, rolling slave log of history called the state, Mm. And it is the will of the individual. It's the choice to talk about it or not talk about it, to put forth principles or not put forth principles, to speak up or to be silent. It's those individual choices everyone makes every day. That is the future, and everyone can get involved in that. Very inspirational. <laughs> Thank you for that, Stefan. Uh, 855-450-FREE, one 450 If you want to applaud Stefan, don't hold back. I mean, by all means, uh, please Seriously, don't, don't hold back. Don't let me stop you. So, you know, uh, there's obviously a lot to do here at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. You're here with your family? Yes. Okay. Oh, man, the stuff for kids here is unbelievable. It, more so now Fantastic. than in the past. Absolutely. So. They have uh, the fireworks and steak knives competitions for the under threes. Awesome. <laughs> they have uh, toddler cannonballs. Uh, they have uh, baby like the trampolines. Cannon with the, yeah, uh, the I mean it's it's fantastic. I mean nice. uh, they have the uh, the crocodile pit race for the six <laughs> to seven year olds. Actually, I think there's only one six year old left now, but it's just fantastic. <laughs> I really invite parents to come down if you have say one or two too many. <laughs> <laughs> it is a it's a great event, and there is a lot to do. But uh, seriously, what is it that uh, that you've enjoyed the most so far? Porkfest. Well, I mean, meeting the people is fantastic. Yeah. I mean, you know, we work in isolation to a large degree. You know, it's, it's a booth. Studios, yeah, it's yeah. a radio studios or you're podcasting or whatever. You work a lot in isolation. And you talk to people, but it's all digital, right? So way back in the day when I was an R&D manager, my God, there's a toy helicopter outside <laughs> the is, window. It is. filming us. Is the drone. There, is the there, drone. Is there nothing at Porkfest that doesn't distract you from doing some kind of... Yesterday, it was a Stuka moth going straight into my ear in the middle oh, of a wow. speech. It was really quite astounding. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so I used to run an R&D group, and I, we'd been, like, day after day programming and creating software. And then one day, one of the guys looked up like a gopher and, uh, from his cubicle and says, man, I think it's time to go out into the big blue room and meet the flesh people <laughs> because all we've lived was digitally for so yeah. long. And this is true. Come out to places like this to press the flesh, meet people in the flesh, get a sense of who they are, and go out in the big blue room and meet the flesh liberty people. I think that's yeah, for really, sure. really important. Well, it becomes very real. I mean, this is a real movement. It's, there's something actually happening here. It's not just a bunch of people people, uh, you know, talking to one another on Facebook and pretending that that's going to make a, a real difference. Yeah, no, it's people actually doing stuff, taking risks, speaking out, living off the grid, uh, working outside the system. This is how the future is won. You know, it's, it's baby steps. It's, uh, you know, the tortoise and the hare. You just got to plod straight, keep doing the right thing, and you can get a lot of inspiration. Don't you guys find that there's just a great great energy here don't you feel like you're standing oh on top Definitely. of a geyser about to go and give you some sort of freedom enema wait that's not that's one of the good things about right. pork fest is that it does motivate people like a lot of projects start right after pork fest so. yeah that's right yeah come get refuel Stefan Molyneux, great advice, and it's not too late to come out here because there's still an entire day and another night uh, going on here. It's not over. If you're in the New England area, get up to Porkfest. You go to porkfest.com. And I'm leading tomorrow night. I'm leading a sing-along. 
of Bohemian Anarchy, a awesome. new song. We'll do it then. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. It's not easy for an unknown person to get noticed in this busy world. Hello, I'm Brad Ryder. I'm a songwriter and I have a couple of albums, one with a country sound and one that's Christian-inspired. I'd like to invite you to visit my Facebook page, facebook.com slash downbearmusic. If you like what you hear, tell your friends. My name's Brad Ryder and my music is at facebook.com slash downbearmusic. And thanks for noticing. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want toll-free at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that uh, we have for you there. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. You can actually see the lady listeners of the show, or at least some of them, those who have taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing they are listeners of Free Talk Live. You can go to shrine.freetalklive.com to accomplish that. And if you're a lady listener, get details on how to become part of the Shrine. Once again, that's shrine.freetalklive.com. Here with you tonight, it's Ian. And Allie. We're here live from the 2012 edition of the Porcupine Freedom Festival. And of course, uh, Allie, you are the host, uh, usually, of Ladies in Keen. That's right. We had our first live shows very different live that's right you did that as, at a special time earlier this week on tuesday still it was pretty early on at pork fest but uh you had some folks up here listening to you yeah i was surprised that the audience came and went but yeah towards the end we had a pretty big audience more than i expected that's awesome uh, so, ladiesandkeen.com, that's K-E-E-N-E, ladiesandkeen.com is where you can go to get more of Allie and the other ladies in Keen, Cecilia and Kate, who I spent uh, all night with uh, toward the end of last night. Uh, we were, you know, just, when you're at Porkfest, one of the things you can do is just walk around and see who you run into. And uh, I had uh, happened to run into them, it was like 3 in the morning, we went back to a demo's campsite. He started cooking out some sausages, and we just stayed there basically until the sun came up. Right. Not, night owls do fine at pork fest. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Although, as long as I keep it down. It can be kind of hard to sleep during the day, especially if it's really hot outside. So staying up late can be difficult, especially if you're camping. Because if you're up till sunrise, then you don't have very oh, long yeah. between sunrise, and it gets really hot. It does get very hot, yep. So we've been fortunate today, though. The, the weather's been very nice, as was pointed out earlier by Stefan. Throughout the entire week, I don't know if there's been a drop of rain. I really don't think there has. I don't think so either. I thought I kept thinking it was sprinkling, and it is humid. But there, there no were some rain. overcast uh, conditions earlier today. It looked like it might rain, but it didn't. And usually, Porkfest does have some rainy days. So this is probably like not just the smoothest Porkfest ever. Maybe the most popular pork fest ever, but also the best weather. I mean, really, it was obviously it meant better. to be. Yes. Yeah. So it was awesome. We're here with all kinds of interesting people to talk to. We'll start things out here with you and your thoughts. Tom is with us in New Hampshire. Tom, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Allie. Yeah, I want to point out it's perfectly legal to transport all the cash and gold and stuff you want into or out of the United States. Okay, that's still the law nowadays. But if it's over ten thousand dollars then you have to fill out this form and report it, okay? You know about that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, well, I was just taking a look at the form, and I noticed something about it. Uh, it's form FinCEN105. It's got the seal of the Treasury, except it doesn't say U.S. Treasury. It says Financial Crimes Enforcement Network, mm-hmm. as if you're committing some kind of a crime to be transporting your own money. When you're well, not, right. That's you're the reporting idea is that. 
Yeah, and, the and, idea and, is and, that you may be a drug dealer or money launderer or something like that. Department of the Treasury Financial Crimes Enforcement Network, and then in boldface, report of international transportation of currency or monetary instruments. I think it's designed to be intimidating to people, to try to just intimidate them into not transporting all this money, just use the banks and use checks and that kind of thing. I find parking tickets intimidating. Like, yeah, of course, the more money you're dealing with, it's they're gonna they have to ratchet ratchet it up. Right? No doubt, Tom. Thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate yeah. hearing from you. And maybe our guest here, who's uh, just now sitting in on the third microphone, uh, can shed some light on the subject of uh, you know perhaps using alternative currencies to get away from state currencies and and all the uh, you know reporting requirements and forms and such that tend to come uh, come along with all that. Uh, Roger is with us here from bitinstant.com and uh, you are one of a group of uh, I, I believe some investors. Please correct me if I'm wrong Roger uh, that uh, has gotten behind this uh, basically exchange where folks can go and put cash in a bank, a whole bunch of banks, and even other locations like 7-Eleven, Western Union, put cash in, and then within an hour or so, have Bitcoins? Uh, that's, that's what you're up to, right? Right. Uh, actually, currently, we have for uh, over 700,000 locations around the world. Uh, currently, we have the United States, Russia, and Brazil, where people can buy Bitcoins with cash. Within a few more weeks, we'll have all of the Eurozone online. Not long after that, we'll have the United Kingdom, Canada, Mexico, and more and more countries are coming online quickly where anybody will be able to walk into a location near them and buy Bitcoins for cash. Now, Bitcoin, go ahead and give, and give the audience who maybe are brand new listeners some idea of what a Bitcoin is. So anyone who's even remotely interested in liberty should be as excited as possible about Bitcoins. Bitcoins are the world's first decentralized payment system. That means you have full 100% control over your own money. It's mathematically impossible for anyone to freeze your account. It's mathematically impossible for anyone to block you mm. from sending your money from wherever you are to anyone anywhere else in the entire world. And if you're careful about how you use them, you can use them anonymously as well. And this is a total game changer for the entire world's monetary system. So there's no bank runs or anything like that with Bitcoin? Bitcoins are mathematically impossible to counterfeit or inflate. So if you have your Bitcoins, you have 100% control over them. Interesting. And I was asking you earlier, uh, you know, how much trading have you done in Bitcoin? And you said, I pretty much do everything in Bitcoin. Or since you've been here, you've traded tons of stuff in them. Right. That's impressive. Just about everything here at Bitcoin. Just about every merchant over in uh, Agora Valley is accepting Bitcoin. I would say 80% plus. That's incredible. I mean, I don't think that was the case last year here at all. Now, you weren't able to make it out last year, Roger, so this is your first pork fest. But I've noticed that vendors this year have, you know, a Bitcoin, some sort of signage on their table, that there's acceptance of Bitcoins. And I feel like that has really just skyrocketed since the last Porkfest. From what I heard reading on the Internet last year, there were just a few vendors that were accepting Bitcoin. This year, in my experience, I would say over 80 percent of the vendors are accepting Bitcoin. It's impressive. So when you were saying that all these new places are going to are going to be having uh all the capabilities so that people there can use Bitcoin. Is it, does it work where the more people using it, the more valuable, valuable it becomes? Right, because there's a limited supply of Bitcoin for the entire world to use. As Bitcoin becomes more and more popular, the value of Bitcoins in terms of dollars is likely to increase. So it is scarce. Bitcoin is scarce. Bitcoin works very similar to digital gold. There's a limited amount. But it's much more convenient than physical gold because with Bitcoins, they're essentially infinitely divisible. Mm -hmm. And you can send them anywhere in the world instantly over the Internet with no fees or essentially no fees. 
Well, because it's uh, instantly divisible or because it's it's right there to, to where you can go down as far with as many zeros pretty much as you want to with a Bitcoin, uh, effectively that does mean that it can just continue to rise in value and ultimately people will just trade in fewer and fewer amounts of Bitcoin. Right. right. About two years ago, Bitcoins were le- worth less than a penny each. Today they're trading at about $6.60 each. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, more likely than not, Five years from now, they'll be worth of a heck of a lot more than they are right now as they become more and more popular and more and more people are using them around the world. So I hear a, a critique or a lot of times in conversations when people are, what is this Bitcoin thing about? And then someone explains it. Some people will say, well, it's not like precious metals because you can't use the Bitcoin to, you know, you can't make electronics out of it and everything. But it does have value in that, like, intrinsic, if you want to use that word, some people don't like that, but intrinsic value in that it's anonymous. So even people always act like it's only for buying drugs on the Silk Road, but people use it for anything you want to do anonymously. Like some, you don't necessarily want people to know that you bought a used car or, or, you know, stuff like that. It's, it's a good way to keep your finances uh, private, right? It's not automatically anonymous, but if you use it properly, it can be anonymous. So okay. that's an important point for people to know. So don't just assume because you're using Bitcoins, everything you do is anonymous. That is definitely not the case. But if you're careful with how you use it, it can be used anonymously. Okay. 855-450-FREE. Maybe you've had a question about uh, Bitcoins. This guy, Roger, is uh, one, of the, one of the people that is really, I mean, seri- you're seriously into this stuff. Uh, you are a sponsor of uh, this program. And... Essentially, you're sponsoring for Bitcoin. So you're not a member of some kind of Bitcoin, a Bitcoin, you know, board of directors. You don't have a stake necessarily in, uh, you know, the success of Bitcoin itself because there is no Bitcoin entity. There's no Bitcoin corporation. You want to see Bitcoin succeed, uh, succeed because, as I understand it, you believe this is a revolutionary tool or an evolutionary tool, perhaps, for activism and the world monetary scene. Can you tell us more about your vision for uh, for what Bitcoin is here in a moment? Absolutely. All right, let's uh, bring Roger back from BitInstant.com. That's BitInstant.com is where you can go to get your Bitcoins in less than an hour by depositing cash at any major bank. Once again, BitInstant.com. There's more coming up here at 855-453, live from Portfest 2012. Empower yourself by trading with value. Visit DontTreadOnMeme.com. Browse their unique silver dime trading cards and get all your favorite designs. Gift them, keep them, or trade them for something else. They're real value in a convenient package and a tool that you can use to spread the word about honest money and how it sets us free. While you're at it, check out their quality apparel. You'll want to be the first of your friends to get their clever graphics on you. Don't tread on meme. That's don't tread on meme.com. Take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free, 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us online over at freetalklive.com. And enjoy the features that are waiting for you. Once again, freetalklive.com. Tonight, here with you, it's Ian. And Allie. And by the way, those features, uh, some of them include the news updates. You can get signed up, and we'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. You can follow us via email, Twitter, Facebook, whichever method works best for you. Go to news.freetalklive.com. That's news.freetalklive.com. Here from... 
Forkfest 2012 at Rogers Campground. Beautiful Lancaster, New Hampshire, right across from the White Mountains. It's an incredible time with great people and all kinds of new faces, people that I've never had a chance to meet before. And I'm grateful to uh, have been able to, like Roger from BitInstant.com. He is uh, one of the sponsors behind this program. And BitInstant.com is a way folks can get their hands on Bitcoins uh, within a relatively short period of time by depositing cash at any major uh, you know, bank and some other locations. What was it, 700000 around the world, uh, Roger Burr? Over 700000 around the world currently and more coming every couple of weeks as we add new countries. You know, you guys were talking during the break about some exciting developments that are coming soon with Bitcoin. But I wanted to hear more from you about, you know, what is this? What does Bitcoin really mean to not just the the freedom movement, but to the monetary world as a as a whole? Yeah, with Bitcoin, individuals don't need a bank. You don't need anybody but your own self. You have a one hundred percent control over your own money. You can send or receive money with anyone anywhere in the world. Instantly, just like that. Uh, a neat thing that happened recently, I was, uh, I was in mainland China meeting with an Android tablet manufacturer to talk about uh, finalizing the hardware specs for a Bitcoin point-of-sale terminal. Mm-hmm. And the owner of this factory in China said, well, what are you going to be using our, our uh, tablets for? And we said, we're going to be using them for Bitcoin-related things. And he said, Bitcoin, what is that? And what we thought initially was going to be a half-hour-long meeting talking about hardware specifications turned into a five-and-a-half-hour-long meeting explaining Bitcoins. Mm. And the CEO of this company, he got it, and he oh, understood yeah. just how much Bitcoin is going to change the whole world. And one of his comments was, said, Bitcoin, this, this is like Pandora's box. <laughs> and he's right. It a very is good like, kind of Pandora's it's box. It's a wonderful Pandora's box, and it's about to change the entire world. And this factory owner in China now wants to pre-install the Bitcoin software onto every single Android tablet he manufactures, which is around 150,000 tablets a month, about 2 million tablets a year. And he's going to market these tablets as having the Bitcoin software that will allow anyone to send and receive money with anyone else in the entire world. And people, especially inside of mainland China, will absolutely love that because uh, currently it's hard to do that from inside China. Absolutely. I mean, the more oppressive a government is uh, toward it. Its people, the more valuable Bitcoin can become to set them free from whatever their uh, financial situation is. So, and I know that Bitcoin is set up so that governments can't come in and tinker with it. But has uh, has the United States government or any other governments uh, have they reacted to this? Are they worried about it? Do they, you know, I, I don't really see a lot of press releases of uh, them trying to make them illegal. But maybe I just haven't seen it. A few weeks ago, the a report from the FBI was leaked to the media. And uh, the general impression that uh, I got from reading the FBI report was that the FBI is mildly worried about some of the things that people can do with Bitcoin, but they didn't seem to have any intent whatsoever actually shutting down Bitcoin itself. Nor could they. I mean, what would they do even if they had that intent? And I think that's part of the reason why they didn't seem to have that intent, because Mm -hmm. the only way the government could ever stop Bitcoin would be to shut down the entire Internet in the entire world. And uh, I don't see that as a realistic possibility at this time. I don't time. either. I suppose that is a slight risk someone takes when buying Bitcoin, but the Internet seems to be like it's going to be with us for the long haul. And uh, and as you said, as long as the Internet's around, Bitcoin is there. As long as people are connected to the Bitcoin network, it, you know, there's there it's out there. There's no way for them to, even if they take out BitInstant.com, and that was one of my next questions, even if they take out your website, that doesn't do anything to Bitcoin. 
Bitcoin is completely distributed and it's untouchable. But what about BitInstant.com? I mean, that is probably being hosted somewhere. I don't know what country or in which country you've chosen to host that site. Is it possible for government to come after BitInstant and take you guys out? It's, it's possible, but we're very, very careful about following all the rules. We've registered with FinCEN. We're following all the government requirements to make sure we do everything exactly right so we don't have any trouble. And uh, that's our goal, and we're integrating with the current existing financial system and we kind of play the middleman that where we bridge the bitcoin world with the existing financial world and uh that's a good place for us to be in we're launching all sorts of exciting services soon you'll be able to pay every single bill you can imagine inside the united states with bitcoin you'll be able to pay your mortgage your car insurance your water bill your electricity bill absolutely anything and everything will be able to pay be paid with bitcoins thanks to bitinstant.com coming in the very very near future that's just amazing to me being able to you know, pay my bills or something besides FRNs. That's exciting because it's one of the biggest objections, I think, that somebody who's thoughtful about alternative currencies is going to have. You know, I like uh, silver and I like Bitcoin, but, you know, the landlord doesn't like it. Uh, or the local uh, vendor that I'm buying parts from for, you know, my business doesn't like it or they don't get it yet. And so it's not valuable to them, so they won't take it. And certainly the power company, you know, this government-approved monopoly, they're not going to take Bitcoin. But you're, you've come up with a way, some sort of uh, automated system, digital system, to get rid of that objection and to just simply handle these transactions in some, I don't know, how, you know, the, the programming genius behind it. But as, as long as it works for people, that's going to be a real, I think, attraction for Bitcoin. Yeah, there's just so many exciting projects that people are working on with Bitcoin. Uh, well, they I, don't have to ask anyone's permission. It's completely open source. So all these projects, some come, some go. Uh, but the ones that are out there that are you know, the most useful, the market will decide. And it's really an open market in software for the Bitcoin because there's no central like licensing authority. You know, It's not like Disney is saying, oh, well, we're going to charge you all this money to use our brand name. No, there's no brand name for Bitcoin. You just go out and de start developing for it. Right, and uh, if, it's really interesting. If you look back a year ago, there weren't very many places where you can use Bitcoins or many mm -hmm. stores that would accept Bitcoins. If you look today, there are thousands and thousands and more coming on every day, and it's really exciting to see the growth of Bitcoin in all countries around the world. And I see a lot of my, a lot of my friends in Keene who have their own little projects going on on their web pages. They have uh, We Accept Bitcoin don Donations tab on there, so I know it's pretty must be pretty easy to go ahead and put that on your website if it's a good way to accept donations because that's you know having uh bitcoins in your purse and you want to throw uh one of your favorite radio shows if it's ladies and keen or something some bitcoins that's pretty cool absolutely one other uh, really amazing bitcoin technology that uh, i would like to mention to those out there that haven't heard of it before is a website called feed the birds and uh that's f-e-e-d-z-e B-I-R-D-S dot com. And if you have a Twitter account, you can send Bitcoins to this account and pay other people to retweet your message. And for the equivalent of about five U.S. dollars worth of Bitcoins, you can have your message retweeted to around 300,000 people. Mm. And I don't know of any other advertising platform that will get your message to 300,000 people's Twitter inbox for, for about bucks? five dollars. And uh, the way it works is that $5 worth of Bitcoin is distributed to all the people that retweet your message. Mm. So not only is it a good way to spread your message, it's also a good way to get Bitcoin in the hands of more uh, new Bitcoin users. It's exciting stuff. And how new is the Bitcoin? When did it originally launch? Uh, it's around three years ago now. Originally, Bitcoin 
weren't worth anything. They were absolutely free, and people just kind of played with them. And then the first real-world transaction for something physical for Bitcoins is somebody bought uh, two, two pizzas for 10,000 Bitcoins. And at the time, 10,000 Bitcoins were worth two pizzas. But today, those 10,000 Bitcoins would be worth about $65,000. Incredible. And that's just in the course of two years. And I think uh, two years from now, those 10,000 Bitcoins will be worth a heck of a lot more than $65,000. Wow. So it's kind of tempting to hoard them. It's tempting to hoard them, but they're so incredibly useful to use as a currency online that uh, I do my best to pay for everything I can with them online, including my other uh, day job is selling electronic components that are manufactured in China. I'm paying a number of factories in China Mm. with bitcoins every single week now, and it's really exciting to see these merchants in China accepting bitcoins as payment. Well, why wouldn't they? I mean, you get the payment instantly. It's not like you have to go through any gatekeepers or checking accounts, credit card processors, or any of that stuff. It's just literally put in the address to which you want to send the Bitcoins, and then you hit send or go or whatever, and within minutes, it's done. Another interesting thing I think we'll see happening in China in the near future is uh, currently in China, it's very difficult to send your money outside of China. So Mm -hmm. there's lots and lots of rich Chinese factory owners in China that would love to go and be able to gamble with their money in Macau, for example. Mm. And Macau, for those of you who don't know, that's Las Vegas of the Orient and has over 10 times the gambling revenue compared to Las Vegas. Wow. And uh, these people aren't allowed to wire transfer money to them. You're not allowed to physically carry more than $6,000 of cash. Mm -hmm. But I think pretty soon they'll be able to buy bitcoins in China take the flight over to Macau, and then and cash, cash out their in. Bitcoins at the Macau casinos, gamble to their heart's content. All using BitInstant.com, presumably? No, no, no. We won't be involved in that directly. But oh, okay. I wonder about online poker, too. It sounds like there could be opportunities for the online poker market, which has been shut down by the United States government. It's starting up again thanks to Bitcoin. Oh, love it. Uh, Roger, thanks for spending your time here with us. BitInstant.com. Go there and uh, get your Bitcoins. And also, don't forget, we use Coins.org to learn more about the Bitcoin. That's WeUseCoins.org. There's more coming up here live from Porkfest 2012. Hour 2's next. Get 18,000 radio stations from around the world. Pandora, Opio, Live 365, and MP3 tunes with C-Crane's CC Wi-Fi Internet Radio. It's great in any room of the house. You can listen to your favorite station stream from back home, whether it's another state or another country. Play Free Talk Live's live streams, lrn.fm, or your favorite stations. If you're not familiar with the C-Crane company, their products are the best. Get the CC Wi-Fi Internet Radio at ccrane.com. C-C-R-A-N-E dot com. This is Free Talk Live. We're here live from the 2012 edition of the Porcupine Freedom Festival, 855-453, the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com. Enjoy the various features you'll find there. Uh, once again, freetalklive.com. Tonight here with you, it's Ian. And Allie. And, you know, let's uh, let's stop down, Allie, and you know take a break from all the wonderful guests that we can have on the program and uh, and talk about Porkfest and what it is. Porkfest 2012, it's happening now, but uh, this is your second one that you've been to? This is, yes, number two. So how has it been for you thus far experiencing this newest edition of Porkfest? You know, last year I came and I was with a friend who knew a lot of Liberty people, and I was very thankful for that, for her being able to introduce me to everyone. But... Th- 
since I moved to New Hampshire and I've been living there for about a year, uh, now I just know so many people in Keene and from New Hampshire that are here, and it, it helps to know people. But the second year is easier than the first. But then anyway, the second year would be easier anyway, just because a lot of the people, I would say most of the people I recognize from last year. Mm-hmm. So, and that definitely helps, and they recognize you, and then, of course, as you mentioned, it's always nice to have people introduce you to others because that helps kind of break the ice, and it's, it's, it can be difficult coming into any kind of a convention-style thing where you're the new person, you don't know anybody, so you're fortunate, I think, to have somebody sort of show you the ropes the first time around. And it's good practice for meeting people because a sure. lot of, I don't know if there's a stereotype, but libertarians can sometimes be kind of homebody sometimes, just, just, with, just with any movement, they're going to be introverted people and it's good practice for learning how to meet people and how to practice etiquette and things like that so that when after pork fest when you feel all energized and excited to do some activism you'll know how to go about it confidently so let's bring somebody else into the discussion here uh, drew is with us from don't tread on meme.com and drew we had you on prior to pork fest uh, as we were still back in keen at the time uh, to talk about one of the, the projects that you guys are doing, I think is particularly interesting, selling silver here at Porkfest. That's not the unusual part about it. It's no, uh, you know, silver is no stranger to Porkfest. But you guys are going, you're going about it a bit of a different manner. You've, we've talked about the dime cards previously where you guys have these old silver dimes, pre-1965 dimes, with, which are 90% silver, which means they're worth actually quite a bit more than a regular dime uh, would be worth. You've taken those and, and kind of encased them in plastic educational cards, very pretty pictures on the front of them uh, that really, I think, make... Educational, music. and some of them are very funny. I was, I was yeah. looking at them earlier and cracking up. I think it makes using silver a very attractive uh, option for people, but the way that you're selling those is pretty unique. You've got the money lith. The money lith. What uh, is it? Well, Porkfest is such a good time that I don't really want to spend time at my campsite vending. Uh, I would miss yeah. too much fun stuff. So uh, we brought a um, six-foot-tall candy vending machine, a standard chips. <laughs> it is so cool. When I saw it, I, I, I thought maybe it was just a candy bar thing, and I was like, oh, my gosh, there's silver in there. I know it, and then ran up. It was very exciting. Uh, yeah, we're, we're very excited about it, and we've had a very positive, uh, very positive experiences of people coming up and uh, the, the one that I'll describe is a gentleman came up, and he had his two adorable little daughters with him, and they walked up, and they said, uh, oh, it's candy, it's candy, you know, and, uh. Uh, and it, the, his, the father, I think, knew about the project, and he was looking at it and was very amused and thought it was great, and, uh, and then the kids kind of settled down a bit next to their dad, and they started looking, and they go, Daddy, that's Ron Paul. Daddy, that's, that's Ron Paul. And his dad goes, yes, that's Ron Paul. So, um, you know, they, they kind of looked at it for a bit, and then uh, he ended up buying two for his daughters and Aww. giving them the silver card, and so that's... You the know, best gift you could give. Uh, absolutely. Um, so that, I mean, that, that is why we did the project. I mean, that really there, uh, really for me, was my magic moment of it worked. Tell me, I was walking by the Money Lith uh, a few days ago. Maybe I just haven't been since a few days. But I didn't see a price anywhere on the silver dimes. You, you, you walked by on the first day, didn't okay, you? Okay, it was like the first day. It totally <laughs> yeah. was. When I was there, there were prices. So. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we, we, in proper Freedoms Phoenix fashion, we call our, our display a gypsy booth. And you uh-huh. kind of work on it and tweak on it. And, and it the, builds the over week. the week. Yeah. yeah. So we're we're in full swing now. And there's prices. Uh, okay, there's great. bitcoins uh, in the machine now. Oh, so uh, cool. On top of, uh, actually, I shouldn't say there's 
there are cashiest coins, physical representations of bitcoins, right. and I just taped them to it's Eric Voorhees' business card, uh, and we nice. put them in there, and uh, seven dollars to get you a cashiest coin. Now, are you guys updating the price daily? Uh, how does that work? Not daily. Uh, we haven't really adjusted them. We've, I've done a few things. I have some premium cards, like the Firefly series. Those mm-hmm. cards are five dollars. So, like, you're getting there's a collectible factor. There's a collectible factor. Nice. The the going rate uh, right now is four uh, is what we're selling them at. Um, tomorrow, we're hoping there's a big flood of people and it's an inventory control issue so we want to move the rest of our inventory tomorrow so um fire sale at the uh, at the oh, money list awesome so and now our audience knows yes oh. everybody in here knows everybody I let them in everybody listening later is going to find out tomorrow well let me i'll just i'll say this about that uh, i've been encouraging people all week if you get a loose silver dime uh, at a vendor or you know you come across a transaction that gets you a loose silver dime uh, bring it to me. We have the laminator and all the cards and the material that it takes to put it into the huh. card, and I will show you how to do it. And um, uh, our precious metals dealers, Roberts and Roberts Brokerage, who uh, Tim Frey, uh, Frey, excuse me, did come out to Porkfest with his daughter mm-hmm. and wanted to see the the money lift, and uh, he was a big sponsor in that. And uh, he's be, he will be selling uh, bags of 20 dimes in a, in a bag, Sweet. and it will be sold at market value, melt value, and then you can put those into the cards and... You know, so we've been we've been accused of you know um, uh, gouging. You know, our prices are a bit high because we we're trying to emphasize the collectability value of them. Well, no, I mean if that's one of the big things about that's one of the problems with mercury dimes is that you they'll get mixed in with your other stuff and then you're having to pick them out and that's annoying. So if it's in one of the cards, there's no mistaking it. You know what it is. Absolutely, and uh, so. Uh, tomorrow we're going to have a lot of fun with it. I was talking about the children. I'm hoping some kids come and we can, you know, my first silver dime card and I can help them, you know, make their first. And uh, so we'll, we, we will make sure that we uh, circulate a lot of these or get them in a lot of people's hands at melt value. Mm-hmm. If you want to buy the novelty and get it out of the machine, yeah, they're 3 to 4 to $5. But we'll make sure we get as many in circulation. I've been spending them personally, mm-hmm. and the market rate is 2 to two twenty five. Mandrick takes them at two twenty five. So... The uh, the uh, silver s- saloon only takes them at two, so I'd rather go to Mandrick and get two twenty five right. in so value. An open market and uh, bidding on these things. Absolutely. Right, so you come to Porkfest and you you can spend all your money, all your paycheck. But if you bring home silver, then that's I yes. mean that's pretty good spending. I, I would like to leave here with more silver, but that's not the nature of our project. So I will <laughs> definitely put more silver out, and and all the other guys on the project, Ross and Nick and Ernie, uh, we all have our own little personal stash, and when we find a, you know the vo- the food is so here is so good, and you find a food vendor, and you know they're willing to give you a cut or a deal, or you know you could give them the card, and so we're definitely. The goal, you know, one of the goals is uh, to just get one of these in everybody's hands yeah. and have it as a tool that they can keep and show other people when they go home to do their sound money activism. And uh, it's not bad because every single card that we've put out has a QR code on the back. You scan it and it'll help you get the silver calculator app. So For your smartphone. For the smartphone app. So it's good marketing for the app itself. Mm-hmm. The, only, the only problem I see with laminate, laminating them and making them so cool is, like, I don't want to give it away. Yeah, anymore. sure. I they are that, it. Well, it's the collectible factor that's, right. uh, that's playing into that. Last year, we learned from our, our, our experiences last year, we circulated a lot of them, and people were just going at the melt value. And at that value, maybe they are more willing to trade it because they only got sure. it for the melt value. Um, so, but we wanted, we really wanted to emphasize the subjective value uh, concept, and that some of them are collectible. You do want to keep them. I, like I said, my goal is for everybody to have one. So I want you to really, you know, identify with it and like it. But like I said, tomorrow the emphasis will be let's get the prices down to melt value or give you a way to be able to buy dimes at melt value. So wouldn't you be losing money on that? No, because um, I mean it takes you time and effort to put these things in sure, plastic. Sure, sure. Uh, we're, we're an educational outreach operation. You know, there are things. 
thing. There, we're, I, I've made money off of the premium cards, so maybe that'll cover some of my printing costs. But like I said, Tim uh, will probably charge a small premium. It won't be melt value exactly. He'll probably charge something a little more mm-hmm. uh, for his, you know, because that's any broker of silver will do that. Uh, and then the cards, I have them. They're already ready. I have the laminator. And let's just say I work on tips. We're talking about 20 cents for a piece of paper. We're talking about 10 cents for a piece of plastic. And I get the enjoyment of watching a girl smile, you know, you know young people smile. Um, so, I, sure, I work on tips. So That's pretty cool. I'm not, I'm not losing. Speaking oh. of tips, this is a suggestion. I like the, um, the idea of giving silver as a tip, like at restaurants or mm. wherever you are. And I like the idea of putting on the card that it is a gift so that it's exempt from taxes. Uh, what what is a taxable transaction on ten cents? I gave the waitress ten cents. What are you going to tax her? Exactly. True. The government says it's ten cents. Thanks for coming by, man. Appreciate it. Don't tread on meme. M e m e. Don't tread on meme. dot com for more about the silver cards. Yes. Much appreciated, man. Uh, thanks. thanks for dropping in here tonight. Live from the 2012 edition of the Porcupine Freedom Festival. This is Free Talk Live. Our toll free number eight five five four fifty free. Empower yourself by trading with value. Visit DontTreadOnMeme.com. Browse their unique silver dime trading cards and get all your favorite designs. Gift them, keep them, or trade them for something else. They're real value in a convenient package and a tool that you can use to spread the word about honest money and how it sets us free. While you're at it, check out their quality apparel. You'll want to be the first of your friends to get their clever graphics on you. Don't tread on meme. That's don't tread on meme.com. You can join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com. Get interactive with other Free Talk Live listeners. There are various different ways in which you can do that. The BBS is one of them. Bulletin Board Systems, what it stands for. It's basically an online message forum. allows you to interact with other Free Talk Live listeners. You can also read some of our show prep items when we post those there as well. Uh, There's a lot to to do. BBS.freetalklive.com. We'll take you there. Uh, Once again, BBS.freetalklive.com. We actually have one of the moderators of the Free Talk Live BBS here uh, sitting in on the third microphone here tonight. John Shaw is with us. How are you doing tonight? Good evening, sir. So I wanted to talk with you here in a moment about something that you're doing tonight that's pretty exciting uh, in the world of film, yes, liberty-sort-of-oriented film. We'll talk about that in a moment, but also I want to remind you that SACL CAI has a full-orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. Now, SACL knows the way they treat your customer reflects on you, so they basically treat them in a way that's going to bring them back down the line so you can keep them as a customer. Go and learn more about SACL over at their website. You can uh, click on their banner at the top of our banner column at uh, freetalklive.com. Once again, that's SACL, C-A-I. Now, uh, Allie is uh, back here with me. And, and Allie, thanks for sticking with me the whole show tonight. I love it. I appreciate it. And uh, I'm having a, a blast here doing Free Talk Live at Porkfest because we always get to have a wonderful studio audience and also have folks sit in with us that we normally don't get a chance to really talk to because Free Talk Live is really an open phones panel discussion where we'll take calls from anybody about anything, and we still will do that tonight if you make a call, but otherwise we've got all kinds of interesting people physically here with us, so why not open a third mic and allow folks to come up and talk about what they're doing? 
Yeah, exactly. And I just, I love to meet people, meet people in person. And when they call into the show, uh, it, it's one thing and it's cool to talk to them about these ideas in the show, but then meeting them in person is so much better. Absolutely. And it's, by the way, still not too late for you to come up to the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Just go to porkfest.com to learn more about what's going on here. We're up at Rogers Campground, northern portion of New Hampshire in Lancaster, New Hampshire. It's a beautiful view. Sun hasn't quite gone down yet here tonight, uh, and it's just absolutely spectacular looking out at the White Mountains. Uh, But we have to distract ourselves from looking outside because there's stuff to talk about uh, on the air tonight. Interesting folks, including John Shaw, who is sitting here on uh, the third mic. And not only are you a bulletin board system uh, administrator for freetalklive.com, and thanks for it's a kind of a thankless task. Yeah, hey, you must be a kind of a masochist or, or something like that. Uh, impervious to pain, I okay. think the term is. So, uh, so there's that. That's one thing you do, but that doesn't really make any money. <laughs> Hopefully, what you're doing tonight at some point will. Uh, That's you're the goal. Pre- you're presenting something that has been in production. It's a uh, it's a, a fictional film that has been in production for a few years now. And uh, you actually utilize people from the Liberty Activist community, including some folks from here in New Hampshire as the actors and crew members on this film. That's right. It's That's called right. Chartarum. Yes, sir. Tell me about it. Uh, it is a uh, monster movie of the classic 1960s Roger Corman-esque era. Um, Roger Corman meaning, like, cheesy. Uh, yes, fun, like B-movie. light. Yes. Uh, the goal is to make people laugh and not uh, bombard them with a lot of depth when they're coming to just see a flick. What is the gore factor? Uh about an eight out of ten. Ooh, wow! Um, Some people it's, love it, that. They love the, the. I would say more slime than gore, okay. but there are fluids a flying. We'll put it that <laughs> <Okay>. way. <laughs> what do, is, you, do you get to use that in a comedic way? The fluids. Yes. Okay. Yes, absolutely. And it's going to premiere tonight at midnight at That's the right. Porcupine Freedom Festival. It's going to be the very first public screening. That's absolutely right. That's pretty exciting. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm hoping uh, we wanted to show it to people that we knew. Uh, and get uh, you're more likely to get the honest feedback where somebody this, mm-hmm. if anywhere there's a crowd of people who will tell you that you're uh, kind of uh, weak in areas it'll be this crowd you know what I mean yeah they'll be the first to, to tell you the truth well right because it's 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 one it's so easy to just agree with people about everything it's like yeah yeah we get it but then what can we make better and just you know the criticism comes out but as long as it's constructive, that's yeah. Good. If you're in the echo chamber, you're not going to make anything better. I mean, you have to, especially with a, a, an art piece that's meant, meant to show. Art piece is a really rough way to put it, but a, a, a product that is going to entertain people on mass. You have to be able to get some kind of feedback uh, as to whether or not you have that mass appeal. Um, we really wanted to avoid making an author tract for the liberty message um, because then we could only sell it to a small crowd of people who are probably less likely to want to pay you for the thing in the first place. Well, right. You want to sell this to horror movie fans, ideally, and maybe comedy horror fans uh, that are going to then encounter a message of liberty that is kind of couched within the film. That's right. right? We want it implicit rather than explicit. We don't want to be cramming it down people's throat. But if you you constantly put out media that uh, depicts the state as it really is, without really addressing it and kind of ham-fistedly shoving it down people's throats, it's going to be more accepted. It's going to be more of a cultural thing than a a political uh, sales pitch. Now, uh, this is something that is being put on by Think Twice Productions. That's your production company? That's right. That's right. And I believe Jason Osborne from SACL CAI somehow involved in this? Uh, he's, he's my partner in the business. Um, basically, the situation was uh, he and I are friends, and mm-hmm. we 
talk several times a week on the phone, and it, it came up that uh, that was my dream as a kid, and that was something that I've gone to the well to before. To make this with, movie? To make movies Okay. in general. It was like, this is the thing that I've wanted to do my whole life. And he casually said, well, why haven't you? And I said, well, money is money. an issue. Um, but the, the other thing is the, the support where you have another person to, uh, I, I'm not the, uh, I can, I'm a fairly articulate person, but I'm not really the kind of guy who can go out there and pitch and sell. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I need somebody to work off of a partner, a business, you know, somebody like that. And Jason has taken on that mantle to kind of be the voice to the world. Uh, and then I can kind of go and work on the technical stuff and make sure we get the actual product out. Yes. Sales is an art form, I believe. Oh, Absolutely. So it's happening tonight, the very first uh, public showing of Shartaram. Uh, I presume there's some sort of uh, finalizing process that's going to go on afterwards? Uh, probably. Uh, it, we will be listening to people's feedback. I will be maybe doing some tweaks to an edit. The only thing that really needs to be done is uh, some of the audio levels are a little off. So mm-hmm. some scenes are louder than other, things like that. But the movie's really done. Um, if I get overwhelming feedback, like you need to get rid of Axe, it might be worthwhile for me to get rid of Axe mm-hmm. if I want to sell my movie. I'm excited. I plan on on uh, on being there to watch it. Uh, even though I'm pretty beat, tired, I stayed up all night last night, uh, all the way till sunrise, which I'd never seen at uh, the Porcupine Freedom oh, Festival before. Awesome. So I'm sure it's awesome. beautiful. It really was. Well, I'm, took a, I'm glad to see. I'm glad to hear you guys will be there. It'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing it. But if people can't see it here, maybe they're not at Porkfest. Uh, what, when is this going to be available for folks online? Um, our goal is to have within the next two to three months have some kind of mechanism for sale. Uh, if we can't actually sell it to a distributor, we're going to go through, make it available for free and low resolution on the Internet, um, and then have multiple tiers of pricing for uh, higher quality versions of the film. So people should be able to see it in that classic YouTube 360p video format for free. Are there? Are you planning on submitting this to any film festivals? Um, I hope to avoid that because I, that's a, a, um, a very tedious process. If I can reach my audience directly, I'll I'll try to do that first. I think the internet is the definitely yeah. premier way. Yeah, but. nothing is off the table. Basically, I have a series of levels, and the lowest level will be going out and hoofing it with boxes of DVDs. Mm-hmm. Give me the is, website for the movie. Uh, www.chartarum.com. Spell or, it. C-H-A-R-T-A-R-U-M. Or? Or thinktwicenews.com. That's easy. Thinktwicenews.com. Drop by there. Check out the trailer. I believe uh, the trailer for Charter on there? Yes, sir. All right, perfect. Thank uh, you John so much. Scott, thank you. I know you got a film festival to get back to. Thanks. Presenting Jer- uh, Derek J's Victimless Crime Spree right now yes, sir. Uh, as we speak. More coming up. This is... MindThings.com is a fun online game that pits you against people around the world to mine for scarce resources. Do business in a capitalist economy with virtually mined gold tax-free. You could be a trader doing business between cities, a pirate lying in wait for hapless traders, a guard capturing pirates, or one of nine other professions. It doesn't require a big-time commitment. Your mining robots work whether you're logged in or not. It costs nothing to play, but you can buy bonuses. They even accept bitcoins. Go to MindThings.com. Use coupon code FTL. Double your mining speed. It's free. MindThings.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Toll-free number 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. We give you the features free. Uh, Once again, freetalklive.com. The archives go all the way back to late 2006. You can just go click and download as many as you want. They're all there uh, at your fingertips 
Go and enjoy freetalklive.com. In fact, if you want, you can click into our SoundCloud page, which makes it really easy to share any episode of Free Talk Live with your friends. You can even comment on and inside the episodes. Uh, go to the left-hand side of freetalklive.com, look for the listen and share portion of the left-hand column, and then you'll find the SoundCloud link in there. Again, it makes it really easy to share our episodes, which if you do that on a weekly basis, it sure would be great uh, if you could let uh, your friends know about what you've been liking, uh, what it, uh, you know, which shows you uh, prefer on Free Talk Live. I've been uploading uh, the episodes of Free Talk Live in which I'm on on fr33agents.com slash Alley or anarchoalley.fr33agents.com, sorry. And yeah, it does the SoundCloud page. makes it really easy just to put that on your site. Sure does. Allie is here with me uh, throughout the show tonight as we broadcast live from Porkfest 2012. And Allie, as you mentioned previously, it's your second year, but you brought uh, someone who's pretty close to you uh, along did. with you this particular Porkfest 2012. And uh, it's your sister, Lauren. My sister, Lauren, yeah. Lauren has been a huge inspiration to me. She's the one that got me all involved in everything Liberty. And it's just so weird by chance how everything ha- has happened that led me to here. So uh, I always go to Lauren for advice. And she listens to Free Talk Live. So I'm just... I don't want to make her cry because she's trying to be on the radio. Well, that's but. funny because she, to- she told me last night that uh, you were the inspiration to her. <laughs> she says that. <laughs> Allie's the inspirational one. <laughs> but, yeah, so, so yeah, Lauren, Lauren is, uh, worked at Mises, at Mises University or, uh, sorry, Mises Institute uh, in is Auburn. A, like a really uh, well-known liberty-oriented think tank, basically. Exactly. And they, they sort of take uh, a unique approach to the ideas and... Um, that's like, you know, sort of how I learned was from her. So, uh, yeah, you know, she was rubbing elbows with Bob Murphy and stuff before, you know, a lot of these pork festers. So she's kind of, you know, like a class A sort of, you know, think tanker. So you knew some of these people coming up here prior to uh, actually having arrived at Porkfest. That's right. I was surprised how many people that I knew when I got here. It was like I was already among friends. Yeah. And that is how I think that is how it feels for a lot of people. And that was I'm glad you said that because I was going to ask, you know, what was the feeling like for you? I mean, even if you don't know the people in advance, a lot of people say that about the liberty movement here is that, you know, even if they are a total stranger to coming into an event like this, they feel like they can connect with the people here in a way that, you know, they wouldn't be able to connect with somebody, say, walking into some random bar in their Definitely. town. Definitely. Definitely. Oh, a immediate connection with everyone you meet and everyone is so smart and so nice. It's, it's really a great energy through the, whole, the entire festival. Totally agree. Now, what was it that struck you uh, when you came here? Like the first thing when you arrived at Porkfest, what you know, kind of hit home? Well, the very first thing was there were a couple of kids that I saw immediately who the, um, they had like a Free State Project shirt on and um, I think I, I said hey can I take a photo of you and they, they were so smart and you know mm-hmm. I talked to them for a second and they were just really bright kids and they're, they're kids everywhere and I, I, I really enjoy talking to them so I guess you know besides the beauty of course. So yeah. did, were you expecting it to be like uh, a party event and then, oh, my gosh, there's all these families around? I guess so. I guess mm-hmm. so. It's, you know, at first you think, oh, pork fest, oh, big party. But it's really it's been the lectures and the conversation and, you know. There is partying been, that goes on. Of I mean, course. Of we, course. We, we were all uh, earlier today in the bigger, gayer dance party. And right. Oh, my gosh. It was so much fun. Yeah. Oh, it, it was a blast. I have to say that the uh, bigger, gayer dance party is one of the highlights of the Porcupine Freedom Festival for me. 
I can see why. Just because it's just outrageous and <laughs> people have ridiculous costumes, like me. Like uh, you right now. I, uh, yeah, I mean, you get to know Ian better than you even expect to that's when you right. come to Porkfest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Stefan Molyneux mentioned it. I am wearing a, uh, a tutu, which is... Uh, it's very been nice. It's been custom made for me by fire Julia. Fire colors. Who uh, hosts the show with us on Monday nights. And it is fire colored. And that actually went along with the theme of uh, Flaming Freedom, which right, was you're flaming. the show that... That uh, was hosting the bigger gayer dance party uh, today, so uh, it was a lot of fun. It, you know, it's, it just gives me an excuse to uh, to be silly, and that's always a good time. What and, did you and for a good cause too? I yeah. mean, they I really I liked them and their mission statement. It was it was good to do, and it was a lot of fun. They also had a transvestite uh, show. As that's well. what I wanted to bring up. Is were you guys impressed with the transvest? Like, I'm very impressed. They cannot all be men. Like, I just blown away. Oh, someone yeah, tells totally. is it true? Are they are they all men? I'm pretty sure all of them were men, yes. It's very impressive what wow. makeup can do. Whether, wow. whether they would say they're men or not is another question, but I think they were probably all born men. Uh, whether they've had you know, surgery, that sort of thing, that would be an individual question for them to answer. They look, they look completely real, some of them. I mean, they look like they're wearing makeup, but it's like, you know, it's just, it would be shocking to see if they took off everything that they're masculine looking at all. There was a lot of dancing uh, that went on at this particular event. They gave out a number of prizes, and uh, I thought it was, I think it was a little bit bigger than last year, but again, I don't know how many tickets were sold. Uh, it certainly seemed gayer, I think, because <laughs> they, uh, you know, they did bring the transvestites in. They didn't have the stripper contest, which they had the first two years at the Big Gay Dance Party here, but uh, so instead of the stripper contest, they did have transvestites, and I think that transvestites just more gay than a stripper contest right so. and plus the the stripping pole sort of be, there became like a tragedy of the commons issue with that even though it was on <laughs> really <laughs> well yeah it was like a. it just seemed like you know the people you'd want to see there were spending less and less time as the people <laughs> you wouldn't necessarily want to <laughs> see on the stripper pole but that's just my own judgment it's all subjective now lauren when did you arrive at Porkfest? we got here tuesday tuesday so you've pretty much been here through the entire the event. whole week it did start on monday uh i mean so first time you're staying for most of the, uh, the entire week obviously meeting the people is really cool meeting new faces and folks that uh that you know that you can connect with easily but what else what else is that that has uh, really been an outstanding occurrence for you here well i have to mention the food the oh yeah food has been incredible that's one of my been one of my favorite parts of Porkfest so far is the food and I also the music. I mean, it's been so many different kinds of music, you know, in the evening you can just hang out and it's, you know, the weather is great and you can just sit back and enjoy the music, you know, sit on the hill or sit on a picnic, picnic table and enjoy some conversation and enjoy the music. There's nothing better. And as far as vacations go, it's super pleasant like you said it's not like you have to wait it's not like it's six flags where oh you're trapped now so you have to pay 15 dollars for a meal it's not like that at all and so as far as no, vacations there's com open go, competition oh uh, yeah the, it's, uh, it's pretty cheap for vacations. very reasonable very reasonable well, right you everything. can split up the campsite uh, between multiple people so uh, ali you and jj are sharing a campsite with somebody else exactly which, which helps lower the cost uh, and the really the biggest cost I think of Porkfest is the travel. So if you're coming from Alabama, as you are, Lauren, it's going to cost a little bit of money to get up here. But the actual stay, the campsite, the food, you're not going to be putting a whole bunch of money down. If you can take off work and you can get here, do it. It's I really see. easy to forget about the rest of the outside world, at least for me. Like I, you know, when I get back, I know that there's probably some court paperwork waiting for me or some other nonsense that I'll have to deal with. But at least while I'm here and at the Porkfest, it makes me, you know, I'm in this kind of zone of, well, 
you know, whatever's going on out there south of the White Mountains doesn't really matter right. that much because I'm here with all these people who actually care about freedom and we're together and it's great. It's so in the moment. Like if I see, if I uh, notice that my mind's drifting towards other things, I'm like, what are you doing? This is pork best. Yeah, You've got, forget that. there's like the opportunity <laughs> here is just, you're just not going to find it any other time of the year to see all these people. I mean, there, there's other events, but man, this is like, Nothing like a this. select group of people. You just, you know, if I could cherry pick they're all here mm-hmm. there's nothing like this i mean there are other events that seem to be inspired by pork fest i know that uh, some of the arizona activists are going to be putting together their own camping excursion i think sometime for later this year so clearly there are events that are inspired by the success of pork fest and i think that's great but nobody has i think thus far really eclipsed or or come close and unfortunately we've been disconnected from uh from our network here so at the moment no one in Radioland is listening to this signal. So oh, no. only people listening to the podcast will actually be able to hear this part. And even that is going to take some effort for me to make happen. So we're going to come back with more here uh, live from the Porcupine Freedom Festival, the 2012 edition, presuming the equipment will continue to work for us. Uh, if it doesn't, well, then we've got another problem on our hands. So uh, more on the way here, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And by the way, Uh, We'll tell you more about uh, some other options for you to listen to the show here in a few moments. This is Free Talk Live, live from Porkfest 2012. Tired of that same old government-free baklava from Madrick? How about trying Stateless Sweets government-free fudge and caramel? Stateless Sweets are made with real ingredients and prepared fresh for delivery to your home. Order them as a gift, a well-deserved decadent treat for yourself, or catered for your next event. Go to statelesssweets.com. That's statelesssweets.com. Free Talk Live, bring up whatever you want. Toll-free number here, 855-453-LIVE-SACL-CAI-SPONSORED uh, PROGRAM here live from the Porcupine Freedom Festival 2012 edition here at Rogers Campground, the uh, northern portion of New Hampshire. Lancaster is the place right next to the White Mountains with an incredible view, which is about to be out of sight uh, for the evening uh, until the next uh, sunrise, which I had the opportunity to experience this morning for the first time. It was absolutely exquisite. I uh, would highly recommend uh, if you haven't seen this before. Uh, I posted, a, you know, I posted something to my Facebook about it, but a, a photo just doesn't do justice. Uh, what uh, when the sun comes over those mountaintops, it's just absolutely incredible. So uh, it's worth it. I think it's worth staying up for, even though I'm kind of loopy from only having four hours uh, of sleep uh, last night, and then going to a three-hour-long dance-a-thon, uh, essentially with the bigger, gayer dance party. Uh, it's been a pretty brutal day for me, but I'm glad to be here uh, with. Some ladies uh, that are sitting in the studio with me. Uh, Allie, good evening. Good evening. Allie's here from ladiesandkeen.com. And uh, another uh, lovely uh, lady uh, radio host is here. Angel Clark uh, is with us. Uh, good evening, Angel. Good evening. Hi. Hey, good to, uh, good to have you on here. You've been uh, doing, you both have been doing uh, your show live from the Porcupine Freedom Festival. The I think this year is the biggest, busiest year thus far for yeah. producing live radio content uh, from here at Porkfest. I mean, we've got Ernie Hancock, who's been here during the mornings uh, from 9 to noon Eastern time every day. Angel 
Angel, you've been here since Wednesday in the afternoons. Uh, and then, of course, Free Talk Live's been here every single night from 7 to 10 Eastern. Uh, Ladies and Keen did a special broadcast on Tuesday. I mean, coming up, Pork Therapies later on tonight. School Sucks was last night. Uh, Flaming Freedom on Tuesday and, uh, and Saturday. It's so busy. I don't think it's a coincidence. I think it's just that these ideas are catching on and more people are jumping on the media bandwagon. Yeah, and what yeah. I what I really like is that uh, each show has different, uh, you know, appeal to different audience. I mean, the same people who listen to Ladies in Quinoa, there's probably some crossover, are not necessarily the same people who listen to Free Talk Live, are not necessarily the same folks that listen to the Angel Clark Show. And so I think that even though a lot of us have uh, the s- similar principles and similar belief systems, clearly there are some uh, some differences between us. And one of those ways is in the way in which we can present a program that uh, will attract a, a different audience. And I think that the more voices we can have on the air, the better. Uh, Mark sometimes worries that uh, we're undercutting ourselves by, you know, having lrn.fm and that uh, there's adding more choices to the market and i i understand the the, the concern uh certainly mark wants to bring home as as large of uh, paychecks as he possibly can uh, but i think that ultimately all boats rise with uh, this this sort of uh, situation where uh, lrn.fm allows people to find new programs that they haven't necessarily been exposed to uh, previously and hopefully that'll be a good thing for them because maybe somebody will listen to free talk live and they'll get sick of uh, me or mark or something like that and uh, they'll they'd rather listen to something else i'd rather have them listen to something else than go away entirely from liberty oriented talk radio certainly and i think it's uh it's okay if if your show has its own if it tries to go in a very specific like i i'm doing the show because i want to fulfill this niche because uh that's why you have different shows like i would have never started ladies and keen radio or it was a collaboration but we would have never started it if we thought that that show was already out there that same sure, type if of someone thing. else was doing it yeah so you we know, wanted to create something what i actually found is that a lot of the people who listen to free talk live will listen to lrn and they'll listen to it throughout the day mm-hmm. so free talk live really i don't see it as being any kind of competition i don't think people get bored with free talk live because I mean, let's face it, there's there's a dynamic there that a lot of people just, they, they can't meet. But through LRN.FM, a lot of other liberty-oriented people have been able to really get information out there. And this is my first pork fest where I've had a show on LRN. Mm, so yes. it's been it's you been really... You were just visiting last year. You yes. didn't do a show here. Yeah, so it was, really, it was really surreal to have so many people hear my voice and then say, your angel clark right because i don't, I don't do the name tag thing so yeah. so your angel clark once you got on lrn.fm and it's like yeah thank you thank you ian and mark well, glad I could be of assistance, and I think that uh, you have a, a good time with your show. It's well-produced. Uh, there's a, a guy behind the scenes, Dave, who is uh, yeah. a big help, I think, with yeah, that. Yeah, so my, my husband, actually. I didn't marry him for his producing ability, uh, but it just kind of works. Right? I know. It, wor- <laughs> it works hand-in-hand. Hand. So uh, you got started uh, in Talk Radio Angel by just kind of chance, right? Like you were living in the Rehoboth Beach, Delaware area, which Free Talk Live has a Saturday night Excuse me, a Saturday night affiliate in that area, and that particular station kind of picked you up because you were a local blogger, like kind of made a splash. Yeah, a I've done I've done a lot of activism over the last few years, and I get I get a lot of hits, and I I'm going to sound kind of like I'm bragging when I say this, but there are days when I get more hits than the local state 
the state newspaper. Hmm. Uh, so, you know, if you if the you do it right, newspaper. The, well, it's a small state. We have less than a million people. <laughs> so it's not really that difficult. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, if you if you're good at social networking and SEO, then if you can pull it off Search right. Search engine optimization. That's that's the one. Got it. Uh, if you can if you can manage that, uh, then you will catch the attention of the people who want your audience. So it's not that they wanted to hear me talk. It's that they wanted my readers and my readers would then be, you know, it would draw attention to their advertisers. So if you, if you are a local activist and you don't have a website, you don't have a blog, you can set up something free on like WordPress or Blogspot, Blogger. And honestly, there's no reason why you shouldn't have that Mm. because it just helps to draw attention to what it is that you do. I agree with that, and I think it keeps people uh, creative, trying to think of new things they can put on their websites and, oh, what's what's important to share with people. And I don't know. I like blogging a lot. I do more reading than I do blogging, but yeah. 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 Um, I, I spend a lot of time doing show prep for my show, so now my blog has gotten to the point where a lot of it is just uh, stories that interest me, stuff I'm planning on talking about, or, uh, you know, funny, funny images that I found online, like my Facebook page. There's always uh, thousands more people talking about my page than actually like my page because I'm, I'm posting amusing images, right? Yeah, dogs and bacon. Dogs and bacon. They always sell on the Internet. They do. They do. Every time. Our toll-free number here tonight is 855-450-FREEZE. So once again, you can get involved in the conversation, bring up anything you like, 1-855-450-3733. So, Angel, uh, you arrived on Wednesday. You're here more towards the busiest part of Porkfest. Uh, besides the, the fun of doing your show here live and meeting listeners and you know, having those encounters, what else has been uh, fun to you? What else have you enjoyed doing here? Have you seen the TV show Firefly? I have, yes. I bought the Jane hat. Um, with with silver mm. and those are awesome. <laughs> it's so lame, but it was like the best feeling in the world. I'm like, I have Federal Reserve notes, and I'm going to trade them in right now, and I'm going to get silver. And now I'm going to buy the Jane hat with silver. And yeah. now I'm going to. I know it's 90 degrees, but I'm going to walk around anyway. in the Jane hat. <laughs> and then the 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 Moneylith vending machine mm-hmm. had uh, Firefly silver dime cards. Oh, and so I'm like, cool. I don't care how much over spot I need a Firefly. There so you go. So, you so pay, you're a big a Firefly, Firefly fan. I, you know what? I'm kind of a dork. So no. science, I know, right? Dorks at Porkfest? <laughs> Shocker. Um, science fiction, video games. But Firefly, is, it's, I don't know, it's, it's like the world to me. It's except for Red those, Dwarf. So. Red Dwarf's great. But uh, Fire, Firefly is one of those shows where it was so good they just couldn't keep it on TV, right? Like they had to get rid of it. <laughs> I, I think it could have had something to do with the meaning behind it. Also, because the you know the the theme behind Firefly, it's it's very liberty oriented. It's people trying to escape the centralized government. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, you know it's it's something that naturally I don't I don't think they want the average person. I, I know it sounds conspiracy theorist, but there have been people that have millions upon millions of dollars that have tried to purchase the rights to do season two, and they won't really? let them. Yeah. So there's Fox, a whole, like, is it Fox that's Yeah, there's a that? whole Facebook page, like, uh, uh, help Nathan Filiot, or Nathan Filion buy Firefly. That's and the main actor in the show. Yeah, he's the guy who played Mal, and uh, they won't let him buy it. It's so funny, because I saw that movie, uh, a friend of mine, who's not a libertarian at all, they just, they're, I guess, just a dork, and they liked it and wanted to yeah. show it to their friends, and we, we all watched it, and at first I really didn't see the Liberty themes. Did you watch the TV show or the movie? The- T 
TV show and then the movie. Yeah. And and yeah, but then by the sort of end, uh, it, I mean it's a short, short series. Everyone should watch it. Uh, who's interested in that kind of like sci-fi, I guess space stuff? Uh, and. Yeah, I, I sort of realized I had all these libertarian themes, and you know, me being the libertarian, my group of friends kind of wants to be like, "Hey guys, do you know the movie you just we just or the series we just watched together was like sort of backing my ideas up more than yours." <laughs> well, I wouldn't say it's it's. I mean, yes, it's like space oriented, but if you think about the spaceships just being in like an ocean, it's it's really just uh, basically pirates who are trying to get away mm-hmm. from a centralized government, and they will go as far as they can to stop the centralized government like from pirate- telling them. Space opera western. Pirate space cowboy, and they speak yeah. Chinese also. Angel, right? uh, where can folks go to learn more about your show? Radiofreedom.us. Radiofreedom.us for more. Angel Clark, thanks for sitting in with us, and you're going to be staying through the rest of Forecast, right? I am. Cool. So you're just going to be partying the whole time. Good for you. It's nice. I've got to do another show tomorrow night. <laughs> uh, all right, so more coming up here live from the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Of course, we can talk more about what's going on here. There's also stuff in the news. Maybe we'll get to that. We'll also get to your calls if you make them. 855-453-HOUR3 is next. Do you ever have connectivity problems due to poor Wi-Fi reception? I have an amazing solution for you. C-Crane's Super USB Wi-Fi Antenna 3. It can provide connectivity for up to a mile. We're using it at my house, and I can't describe it as anything but stunning. This antenna will change your life. If you're not familiar with the C-Crane Company, their products are the best. I highly endorse the C-Crane Company. Get your Super USB Wi-Fi Antenna at ccrane.com. C-C-R-A-N-E.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Dial in toll-free at 855-453. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features waiting for you there. Once again, that's freetalklive.com, where we give you the features on the site, unlike those other talk show hosts who want to charge you for their sites. So head over to freetalklive.com. You can actually get interactive by creating the content there. So if there's something online that you find that you think is interesting, you want to share with other listeners of this program, you can submit it as show prep at freetalklive.com, and then other listeners can vote. The most voted up make it to the front page in the top of the site. So head over, get interactive freetalklive.com here with you tonight it's ian and ali uh so by the way i want to tell you about an additional way that you can get tuned into free talk live it is the c crane cc wi-fi internet radio not only can you listen to free talk live and lrn.fm but you can also listen to eighteen thousand, eighteen thousand radio stations from around the world pandora opio live 365 mp3 tunes the c crane cc wi-fi internet radio does all of that and wherever a Wi-Fi signal is available is where this thing can work for you. So it's really handy. You can put it pretty much anywhere in your house uh, and listen to all kinds of content from all around the world. Once again, go to ccrane.com to learn more about the Ccrane company and how great their products are. And then get your CC Wi-Fi internet radio at ccrane.com. C-C-R-A-N-E.com. And, Ali, uh, sticking with me here throughout the remainder of the show, of course, we'll take your calls at 855-450-FREE. And I think it's important to talk... Uh, further about some of the things that have been happening today. Obviously, we both went to the uh, the bigger, gayer dance party, which was an absolute blast. A lot of fun. Glad that it was uh, able to happen again this year, thanks to the efforts of uh, some really great people that threw the party. There was a lot of work that went into this, everything from decorations to musical selection. Oh, man, it was amazing. It was huge. 
So uh, that was a lot of fun, and I, I would hope that it's going to come back uh, next year. I know that uh, it's certainly the intentions of the organizers to bring it back. But the party wasn't the only thing going on today. Of course, there are a lot of family events that are happening at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. There's just a whole itinerary set aside just for families. But on the way, uh, let's see, or that what, is, what has already occurred today? Well, there have been a few things that have been off-site at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. One of those things is uh, there was a hike, uh, the Live Free or Hike, this morning with Robert Brown, who's from the, the, uh, the Keene area. Uh, he led that. There was also another Appleseed Firearms and Shooting Clinic. Uh, that, I think, has been going on on a pretty much daily basis. Uh, this morning, there was uh, some, I guess, a speech regarding the medical industrial complex. Why do we spend so much to be so sick with uh, a doctor who uh, gave that presentation. The Tectonic Tenth Amendment Battle of the States versus the Feds with Boston Tea Party also happened this morning. Taking it to the streets, talking to normals about war with Angela Keaton. I wish I could have made this one. You know, Ian, like, I remember what it was like to be stuck in my hometown and listening to these broadcast from pork fest and being so jealous really but you just brought back the feelings from listing a bunch of stuff that i wish i had gone to right because even though you're here you can't go to everything yeah like you know if you meet someone and you're like oh we met at pork fest then that doesn't necessarily mean you can talk about all the same stuff because people can uh do their schedule however they want right everyone here is having an individual experience that uh no no two stories is going to match up here exactly So those are some of the things that happened uh, this morning. And I have to say that the one with Angela Keaton sounds uh, really interesting. The description here is uh, awesome. You won the annual Mises University Purity Test and kissed the rear ends of all the right people at the Institute for Humane Studies. But can you explain why stealing to commit mass murder is wrong to a total stranger? Check your libertarianism at the door and learn how to talk about the war. Huh. Yeah, that sounds like it was a really useful session. Good news? Maybe you weren't able to make the Porcupine Freedom Festival, or maybe you were just not able to make something that was interesting to you because there was something else that was interesting to you. Everything that happened at the Shire Society Pavilion, which was kind of the main speaking venue here at Porkfest, uh, which is where Angela was speaking this morning, everything that happened there has been captured by three HD video cameras. Uh, your boyfriend, JJ, yes, actually. JJ has been working incredibly hard uh trying to chronicle all this stuff and he's even doing fancy video video work like when Mm -hmm. rebel inc was playing he had his camera and he was uh walking around trying to get handheld doing like all the fancy shots and yeah i was you know i'm just really impressed with how much he's put into this so yeah uh so starfall media is his thing and then uh i guess think twice productions also help has helped putting the chronicles on yeah well we can talk more about what's going on here because there's a lot happening but my point was that eventually all of that content is going to be available it's going to be available free online so if you missed something from Porkfest, there are going to be a lot of it that will be available down the line somewhere. Yeah, sometime. share it, you know, comment on it, anything. And, and we're going to let you know when that happens, too, because JJ's on every Friday night, normally, except for tonight when he uh, graciously allowed you to uh, to fill his, uh, his stead because we've got so many great guests coming in here. We just don't, we only have three mics and only room for, for three people on the show. So we're going to come back here with your calls. We can talk more about what's going on at Porkfest here in a moment. Randall is with us listening in uh, Louisiana. Randall, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Allie. Hey, how you doing? Thanks for the forum. Uh, ran across your program by accident. I I uh, realized that the First and Second Amendment are very popular to talk about, but the Fourth Amendment, uh, I don't think it's the protection it needs. Uh, it's not mm. popular. It's, hey, what are you hiding? Uh, by the time you want to assert your Fourth Amendment rights, you, you're in a pickle. <laughs> 
Sure. Do you know so, the Fourth uh, Amendment? It's reading off the top of your head. Ma'am? Do you know the Fourth Amendment off the top of your head? Uh, the right to be free from unreasonable search and seizure. There is no guarantee of privacy in the United States, and I've studied all that search and seizure law pretty well. Uh, the reasonability has just been taken way out of whack, in my humble opinion. One of the major right. things that I'll just briefly hit on and, and see what you think of it is I believe that at the home, okay, if you're out on the street and you're in the public and you've got a lower expectation of privacy, you have some somewhat of a protection because the police have a dash cam if you get stopped. However, at your home where you have the highest level of expectation of privacy, when the gang of eight comes to your door, they may have a warrant. They might not. They may say you have on a clown suit. They may say you're doing this, doing that. Uh, my experience, briefly put, I'm sitting at home, uh, no criminal history, committing no acts whatsoever. They had already sent someone in to search my house, but then supposedly the warrant Months later, pops up in the affidavit. Oh, doesn't put this. This just happens to not put this search in because they want to protect the identity of the informant. You know, real convoluted and everything. Mm -hmm. What's the solution? I think video record all police sure. citizen interactions at the home's front door. What do you think? Exposure. Yes, that's that's my favorite method of dealing with with things like this. I actually would go further and say that you should video record all interactions with all bureaucrats, not just the uh, the ones with guns, but the other ones as well, because bureaucrats are known and notorious for lying or just feeding misinformation, whether they're whether they know they're they're giving you misinformation is another question. But a lot of the times they'll tell you one thing and then another bureaucrat will tell you another and they'll all tell you it's a, you know whatever they're saying is the truth. But they, they're different stories. Not just that. Uh, if you catch them saying something on video, just like they can catch you in your words, if you're the one asking questions and they end up um, saying the wrong thing with the way the laws are all weird and I don't quite understand it. I'm sure if you found yeah. a good lawyer they could show you, oh, because they said this thing, you have it on, uh, you have it captured on film, it makes their whole, they have to throw out their whole case or it looks bad for them sort of thing. Well, another aspect uh, you may want to, you know, anyone may want to look up is the term qualified immunity. I, I, I see that it doesn't get press a lot. It's, it's a technique utilized by uh, defense firms for government officials, and mm -hmm. it's supposed to be, as, as the definition would say, qualified, but it's really starting to become absolute, almost like judicial immunity. Well, right. This is something that they can, uh, they can claim as an excuse for why they shouldn't be charged with criminal actions for things that they do that hurt others. Isn't that generally liable. the case? Through my experience, yep. like I say, I'm, I'm sitting at home doing nothing, and, and lo and behold, uh, all the criminal stuff goes away through through fighting, if you will. Uh, I had a malpracticing defense attorney weaving a story, and, uh, you know, as I tried to move forward in my civil suit because I felt it was the right thing to do, I, uh, I just ran into hurdles, the biggest of which was dismissal by way of the qualified immunity. However, the private citizen sure. that was sent inside to do the searching, they weren't dismissed. You know, Randall, I appreciate your call and your thoughts Thank tonight. You Thanks so for uh, for making it. Uh, yes, sir, 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and he's absolutely right. A lot of times if you try to sue the people calling themselves government, they'll claim, oh, we've got qualified immunity or sovereign immunity, or they'll just say you've got no standing, so case dismissed. You've got all kinds of reasons to just kick your case right out the court. A lot of people like the Fourth Amendment, so it's a good thing to expose anyway. More coming up here at 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. We'll take your calls about anything live from Portfest 2012. In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society, the wheel. 
the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up anything you want. We're here live at the 2012 edition of the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Our number is 855-453. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that are waiting for you there. Once again, freetalklive.com here with you tonight. It's Ian. And Allie. Allie's here courtesy of her show, uh, which is Ladies in Keen over at ladiesinkeen.com. And uh, once again, ladiesinkeen.com for more alleys. We go right back into your phone calls, your thoughts. We'll talk more about what's happening here at the Porky. Pine Freedom Festival here in a little bit because it's not over yet. There's a, an entire we're on uh, Friday night, so there's an entire another night to go full uh, full day on Saturday. Pork you, Fest is climactic, so this weekend's going to be great. It's going to be pretty awesome, yeah, because more people just, just just more and more people just show up as the week goes on. Uh, so let's go though first to Viper. He's listening uh, online somewhere. Viper, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Allie. How are you, Viper? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Uh, I just uh, want to encourage everybody that uh, is going to stick it out and go to Tampa and and be a delegate for Ron Paul to not, you know, um, cave to the pressure to vote for Mitt Romney because they say so or whatever. Uh, vote your conscience, people. Uh, let's let's get out there and uh, get the message of peace and love and understanding out to everyone and uh i just i can't stress it enough i i've been for the last uh four years of my life since i found uh free talk live and ron paul pretty much at the same time uh there's you know i i can come off as confrontational i can fuck me Oh, we can't let you say that on the radio. Got to let you go. Thanks for the call uh, tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. Hopefully I I hit the dump button fast enough there or our board operator got to it. Uh, You know, I understand that people are very uh, passionate when they get on the radio, but unfortunately this is a radio program and we can't just allow people to say the F-bomb on the air. But anyway, Viper, thanks uh, for the call. Uh, Any thoughts on what he was saying there? I saw a picture on Facebook of a bulletin board that was on one of the main roads to Tampa and it said something about the... Oh, all delegates are unbound and vote your con- or you're allowed to vote your conscience and stuff. A bulletin board or uh, like a, bill- a billboard? Billboard is what I meant to say. And uh, I wonder if that's real or if someone, you know, just like photoshopped it. But I, I would like to think that the Republican delegates are reachable. Uh, I guess I'm kind of more worried that uh, what kind of stuff is going to be gone- going on in Tampa if a bunch of Ron Paul people, not just delegates, but just fans are going to go there and make a big splash. And, uh, you know, there's been lots of speculation. I don't know what kind of event this is going to be. Is it going to be like Occupy sort of thing where people are outside protesting or like Bilderberg sort of thing? Is it going to be a big police state? These are all questions questions I have. 
Uh, I'm curious to find out as well, although I know that one thing's for sure, they are going to have their Paul Fest thing that, that's going to go on, I guess, around the same time as the Republican National Convention, where they're going to have basically a three-day-long festival, a la Porkfest, uh, where people are going to be hanging out, live music, there's going to be you know socializing and networking uh, down there in, in Tampa at, the I think, the fairgrounds. So even if uh, the whole Republican National Convention ends up being an absolute disaster uh, or police state, like you're suggesting, then at least people might be having a good time and promoting freedom on another uh, platform. It's also good to get all the people who are really into Ron Paul now together so that, you know, it, it, when Ron Paul doesn't, you know, fulfill people's dreams of him being president, uh, that they'll at least know who these other people are that they can talk to and, uh, you know, carry on projects with after this Ron Paul thing. Because he says himself in uh, one of his recent addresses to his fans, he said um, that it's not about him. It's just about this message. And it's the message has been around before Ron Paul and it'll be around after Ron Paul. And it's good to be excited about him as as a vehicle and as a uh, medium to talk to people, but you know, he, he will, the ideas will carry on anyway. Absolutely. And I think that uh, he knows that. And that's one of the most important factors of his campaign is to bring people into the movement. And then hopefully they'll expand their purview because Ron Paul is kind of like the gateway drug to, uh, to Liberty. Uh, he's a really principled guy. There's still a few issues that, uh, you know, the gaps could stand to be filled on with Ron. And so, you know, we've seen plenty of examples of folks who found the, the larger liberty movement, like the Free State Project or Free Talk Live, for instance, by finding the Ron Paul campaign. So there's no doubt that he is opening doors to, uh, to more opportunities for people. And so whatever happens in August, maybe there's some miracle of Ron Paul will actually walk away with a victory or probably not. But whatever it is that uh, ends up happening, liberty has advanced because of Ron Paul's campaign. And that's why I'm glad that I supported it. I mean, I'm not, you know, there's some things about the campaign that I'm not happy with, but that's going to happen with any political campaign. You're never going to have a politician with which you agree 100%. But overall, the message that Ron Paul is getting out to people, I think, is very valuable. And, uh, and it's a shame that, you know, he's done with politics because he is the best outreach tool at the moment for the liberty movement. And I think that one of the dangers of Ron Paul dropping away is that there will be a group of people who are so into Ron Paul that they're going to look for their next messiah. They're going to look for the next leader, uh, and I think that's going to be a mistake. Is he setting the stage for more political activism, or is he teaching people that, sure, the political process has certain purposes. The purposes aren't really to try to you know, get libertarians in office necessarily. Some people really like that idea, mm -hmm. but the idea is more to use the office uh, as a way to touch people, to reach people that you, you know, who are into politics because they really do care about seeing people, uh, you know, be, become free or they just want what's best for everyone. And if you can reach those types, that's great. I think a lot of people, it's taught a lot of people that the political process is not their thing and that they'd rather try, you know, maybe civil disobedience. Maybe they want to do media. Who knows? I'm looking forward to seeing where Ron Paul activists focus their next activities. And maybe you are a Ron Paul person uh, out there hitting the campaign trail and helping out with Ron's uh, efforts. What are you going to do after the Ron Paul campaign's over? What are you going to do come 2013 and there's no campaign at all? Because in 2013, there's not going to be, I mean, even if you think there's going to be some kind of a, you know, new, new Ron Paul, and I don't know who it would possibly be, and I don't believe that anybody can come close to Ron Paul, uh, who has the, the, the name rec recognition that Ron Paul does. 
what are you going to do instead? What is it that's uh, that's on your activism plate that doesn't have directly to do with something that's related to Ron Paul? What is well, it? some people are going to just jump to Rand Paul, which I think is... I think it's not right. I mean, he's not a real liberty-minded guy. Well, I just... I, it's kind of surprising that someone would be willing to support Rand Paul and Ron Paul. They seem like two completely different politicians. Absolutely. With different objectives. And sure, they sh- they share lots of things, but when it comes down to... Like that, that to me shows that you're not for, uh, you weren't like in the Ron Paul thing out of just principle necessarily or for the principles that Ron Paul espouses, but just because, uh, you know, because of the things that Rand and he share. But Rand wants sanctions against Iran, and, you know, he's kind of a warmonger. And then he also. And he's uh, kind of a border freak, too. And he embarrassed. Uh, I know he embarrassed me and a lot of people uh, who are into Ron Paul when he says things about uh, using gay as a derogatory term. Absolutely. The, the guy is a shadow, a pale shadow at best, of his, uh, of his father, and he definitely doesn't deserve the renown that, uh, that his dad has. 855 450 free. Ron Paul's earned the respect that, uh, that he gets, and just because he's the offspring of Ron Ron Paul really doesn't mean people shouldn't be looking at him with a critical eye. 855-453. We're here live from the Porcupine Freedom Festival 2012 edition. Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, fish finders, and boating equipment from manufacturers like Aimpoint, Bushnell, Otterbox, Crimson Trace, K-Bar, Remington, Streamlight, Winchester, and more. ManVentureOutpost.com. Family owned and members of the Better Business Bureau. Prices so low, some can't be advertised. Get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're here live at the 2012 edition of the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Night has fallen here at Rogers Campground, the second to final night, Friday evening here as we broadcast live uh, from the LRN.FM media room uh, to a studio audience who is wooing, and thank you uh, for that. I appreciate you guys being here. Because I know there's a lot out there uh, to choose, from which to choose here at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. You've chosen to spend your time with us, and you know what? I appreciate that, so thank you. Uh, because I know right now uh, Wheels Off Liberty is uh, is out there, I think, at the Pavilion, and they're doing some sort of comedy uh, special. The roast is coming up later on tonight, which a lot of people are talking about. But, of course, alongside the roast is uh, Stephanie Murphy and Pork Therapy, which will also be something that you can do. So there's always so much uh, from which to choose. Or you just walk around the campsite and, uh, you know, encounter people as you're walking about and come up on campfires and right. talk to folks. It's just a darn good time. But like you were saying, a lot of this stuff is being chronicled. Stephanie Murphy's going to have a podcast. The roast is going to be chronicled. So, Either way, whichever you choose, it's just which do you want to see live? Because you yeah. can always go back. Absolutely. And uh, we'll, of course, let you know as more as these videos become available. Uh, we'll let you know on the air when that uh, when that happens. But we're here, uh, and that means that we've got the opportunity to talk to interesting folks. We're going to bring in another special guest here in moments uh, on the third microphone. We'll also take your calls at 855-450-FREE. That's toll-free, 1-855-450-3733. But real quick, I wanted to talk about some of the other stuff that uh, went on today. We discussed some of the morning activities. And, of course, the week has just been packed full of things to do here at Porkfest. 
but today uh, there were more Soapbox Idol auditions. That's kind of the uh, the pinnacle event of Porkfest, a Saturday night. Soapbox Idol is the big event. It's been going on for years, and it's essentially a three-minute rant contest where different people can get up and you know do a comedy spiel or talk about something that bothers them or do something, whatever, whatever it is they want to do that they think is going to entertain an audience. Uh, they get up, they do it during Soapbox Idol, and so there were more auditions happening for that today. A firearms etiquette class was available. Case Studies of Stateless Societies, a presentation with Dr. Dan D'Amico. Uh, that sounded fascinating. I wish I could have uh, made that one as well. But again, luckily, it's been recorded. So hopefully we'll get to see it a little bit later on. Uh, also, last night, there have been a film. There's been a, like a film festival going on here every single night of the week. Festivals within festivals. Right. Where John Shaw, who we had on earlier tonight, the director of Chartarum, uh, has been presenting, I guess, you know, films that are of the Liberty community and also just fun stuff. I think they're going to be showing Tremors tomorrow night at, uh, at midnight. So there's, you know, all kinds of uh, stuff being shown here. But our, uh, very, uh, our very own Derek J. Uh, has his own documentary film, Derek J.'s Victimless Crime Spree. That was being shown tonight. Uh, Jartarm is going to be shown uh, tonight also at midnight. For the very first time ever, which is a, is a horror film with a, kind of a zombie theme and, uh, and also some Liberty themes within them. But last night there was, I guess, a big premiere that, uh, that happened, kind of a, a semi-premiere, in that it was still, I think, a working draft or working print of the film. But the Silver Circle, uh, Silver Circle movie was premiered last night here at Very Portfest. impressive. I believe it was standing room only for that particular yes. premiere. And it, it was today where folks could join the director of the Silver Circle film, Pasha Roberts, as well as Stefan Molyneux for what they called Envisioning 2028, a roundtable discussion. So not only would you, you know, if you were here, you could see the Silver Circle movie, but you could actually sit in a roundtable discussion with the, the director of the film. Yep, so, rubbing elbows. Yeah, pretty cool. Uh, also, New Hampshire marijuana reform with Kurt McNeil. He's the guy who is a uh, Free State Project participant currently in charge of New Hampshire Coalition for Common Sense, which is a group that's really out there doing a lot of grassroots politics and outreach regarding changing the incredibly insane marijuana laws and prohibition in this country. Austrian economics panel featuring one of your favorites, Allie, Dr. Bob Murphy. One of my favorites. well as some other uh, professors... <laughs> Uh, sitting around talking about economics and such. Uh, in adis- uh, addition to that, Boston Tea Party, F. Paul Wilson and Adam Kokesh presenting uh, Resistance and Rebellion panel, why, why Empires Always Fail Over Time. There's just, I mean, that's just what happened today, and I haven't even gone into what's been going on this evening as we've been on the air. I mean, there's just so much to choose from. It's so much fun. Go to porkfest.com, and if you're in New England, get up here because this thing's not over yet. We've still got a full day tomorrow. Now, uh, you're going to meet interesting people while you're here, and we have some of those people in the studio with us here tonight on the third mic. Joining us is Eric, who is uh, one of the campaign staff members from the Ron Paul campaign uh, in the state of Maine. Eric, please sit right on in close on that microphone. Good evening. Good evening. Glad to have you here. You heard us talking about Ron Paul during the last segment, and you know what's coming next after Ron Paul, because... There's obviously a lot of buzz, a lot of excitement, I think, still around Ron Paul's campaign. We don't know what's going to happen come the uh, the national convention, which is uh, you know imminent here almost, yeah. just a few weeks away. 
but the main thing's over. I mean, the the primary's done there, the caucus or whatever it is you guys have in Maine. And uh, you know, what's going to happen? I mean, what do you see as uh, you know somebody who was a leader in the Ron Paul campaign there? Well, where are you going to focus your efforts after the campaign's done? Now, are you asking uh, specifically in Maine, or are you asking nationally? You at personally, I mean, Me personally. Yeah. Well, right now I'm actually. It's a wonderful opportunity after the campaign activities concluded uh, in Maine. We we won the convention. We did a pretty much a, a clean sweep there. We got uh, 100% of the delegates, 100% of the alternates, 100% of the presidential wow. electors, and we also took uh, decisive uh, decisive you know uh, seats on the state committee. Um, after that concluded, I, I'm kind of transitioning onto new projects. Uh, I'm actually uh, serving right now as the chairman of a new political action committee called mm-hmm. the Defense of Liberty PAC. Um, which is going to be focusing on identifying, supporting, and electing liberty candidates uh, to the state house and the uh, state senate there in, in Maine. Maine. In Maine, specifically. When people say liberty candidate, I'm like, I have all this optimism and yeah. <laughs> I just have all these expectations. But what is a liberty candidate really? Um, for me, well. W- Every candidate that we choose to endorse, we are thoroughly vetting and um, giving surveys and having long conversations with them about where they are on the issues. Not just, you know, do they line up um, specifically, do they line up on this issue or that issue, but is there the underlying liberty philosophy under, underneath that? Um, it's, I think it's easy for a candidate to say, oh, I agree with this or I agree with that. Yeah, or, I'm a Ron Paul guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, Tea Party, yeah, everything. But sure. I think you talk with them for a bit and you kind of you get a sense for what are, the under, what are the underlying philosophical underpinnings there. Is it something that they're just you know, lobbying onto or is it something that they actually have an understanding and a, a, re, a real principled base there? And that's something we're really looking for. And we've, got a, we've identified you know, um, a lot of good candidates there um, that we're looking to really support this go-around. So is it your first time here at the Porcupine Freedom Festival? It is, actually. I, I had a... <laughs> I had a good friend who tried to pull me along here last year, but I wasn't able to make it for work reasons. So it's a it's a new experience for me. How is it? I mean, tell me about it. Uh, you know, well, for me, it's been a lot of wandering around, uh, a lot of going to a lot of the tents that are serving food. So. Oh yeah, <laughs> it, it's full of distractions. Like wandering around sounds like aimless, but it's really. I mean, it might be aimless, but you end up uh, finding yeah. people and to talk to yeah. and stuff Find to eat and liberty do. ice cream. Liberty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, please don't talk about the ice cream right now. I totally, <laughs> totally want ice cream, and I'm stuck here doing this radio program. Not that I mind. I'm not that I mind because I get to be here with you, Allie, and all these wonderful sure. guests, and. It's it's been great, but uh, somebody was eating ice, ice cream. Would be better, right? But. Well, somebody was eating ice cream in the back, and I'm like, man, well, I can't get out of here until I'm gonna some ice cream. They got that uh, Lou Lou Rock uh, Lou Rockwell Rocky Road or something. Yeah. I don't know if they still have it because we're getting close to the oh, end of the week. Out. I walked by there, and there were several flavors that had oh, completely yeah. they just sold out. Crossed them off the yep. list. Uh, so, uh, so it's your first time here. I mean, is there anything like this happening in Maine? Um, like like this in terms of a festival like this? Yeah, not yet. Yeah. I, I think uh, New Hampshire's a little bit further along uh, in in terms of you know really kind of populating the the liberty movement here. Well, one day it'll be all over the country, I'm sure. Yeah. These kinds of things. Well, and, and there isn't as much of an incentive in Maine to get this to get a festival like this going because you know we're right next door. We can just hop on over. Exactly. <laughs> well, hopefully, uh, folks from Maine and uh, all around the world will be hopping on over to New Hampshire, making the move here permanently. Yeah. Because, I mean, as you pointed out, we've got a growing movement here. There are mm-hmm. people coming from all over. Allie, you're from Alabama. I'm from Florida originally. There are people uh, that are coming from uh, you know around 
around the world. There's a gentleman here from Norway uh, this year. Uh, we've had people here from Portugal in the past. I mean, it's just a, it's an international movement. These ideas yeah. know no borders. Yeah, indeed. And I'm looking forward to uh, you know the, the, whatever it is that comes next. And I know that there are more people pledged to make the move. Over 12,000 of them over at freestateproject.org right now. Uh, these people are coming. We've got over a thousand here already as part of the Free State Project. And Eric, how can people uh, learn more about your pack that you're forming? Uh, you can go to uh, www.defenseoflibertypack.com, and um, you can you'll be able to donate and be able to support there. We'll be uh, putting up our candidates, and you can check them out for yourself. Good luck, and thanks for the call or the uh, thanks for the call. Sitting <laughs> here tonight. Uh, Good you talking, More on the. Here on Free Talk Live, we've been pretty excited about the Bitcoin. It's a decentralized, free market digital currency. You can learn more about it at weusecoins.com. But if you already have some Bitcoins and you'd like to spend them, you can spend them at spendbitcoins.com. When you spend Bitcoins on Amazon via spendbitcoins.com, Free Talk Live gets a cut. Or if you're an Australian trying to figure out how to buy Bitcoins, you can buy them with cash at au.spendbitcoins.com. Once again, that's spendbitcoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're here live at the 2012 edition of the Porcupine Freedom Festival. And there's still more to come. It is not over. There's a full day of activities tomorrow and, of course, a full night of fun. There's so much that's going on. Whether you've got a family or you're single or you're a couple, you can come up here and meet other people that are in a similar situation to you. You'll meet people that have already made the move to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project, as the three of us here behind microphones have done. It is Ian here. And Allie. Joining us uh, for the final segment of this edition of Free Talk Live, Stephanie Murphy is here from Pork Therapy. Good evening. Hello, and Free Talk Live. And Free Talk Live. That's right. I mean, <laughs> we, you and I are hardly ever on the same Free right. Talk Live show. Uh, you're on Sunday nights with Mark, and that's my day off. So mm-hmm. I still think of you as mostly as Stephanie from Pork Therapy. Even oh, though, thank you. Even though you are actually a paid uh, you know, host on, on Free Talk Live. Uh, I so, love Free Talk Live, too, let me say. Thank that, you. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad that you must. You keep doing it. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was just saying, it's it's funny because the three of us are pretty much never on together. Like I never do shows with Ali, I never do shows with you. So right. this is fun. Yeah. You got to spread us around. You can't just have us all in like one dose. That's a little too much, I think. <laughs> for right now, for 15 minutes, it's fine. Right, we can do it here at Pork Fest. And uh, there's just as I was mentioning, there's a lot coming uh, coming up tomorrow. Uh, you don't want to miss this if you're in the New England area. Go to porkfest.com, p-o-r-c-f-e-s-t dot com. You can come on out here and uh, and party and hang out with and socialize with some of the best people you'll ever come across. I mean, am I exaggerating when I say that? I honestly don't. I'm like probably even more optimistic than you about all this. I think that really? it's, yeah, I think that I'm like keeping souvenirs and I expect a lot of it to end up in museums one day. So wow. Tells you where I am, you know, <laughs> I was so honored when I was handing out my slap bracelets today at the uh, the gayer bigger da- gayer dance party uh, last year. Something that I started doing was I came with these really fuzzy slap bracelets that are, are very brightly colored, and was handing them out to everybody that had some sort of a costume on. Some, that that somebody put. If you put a little bit of time into looking a little bit more gay for the Bigger Gayer Dance Party, I would uh, reward you with the offer of a, a free slap bracelet. I and, still have mine from last year. Right. People were telling me this. Like, multiple people told me they still had this cheap, you know, 
20 cent slap bracelet or whatever from last year, but you know, it, it meant something to I you. I think I obviously. still have mine too, Ian. Yeah. I still have mine. It's one of those things that it's like, it's great, but then I can, I just can't get rid of it. You know, yeah. it's one of those things. It's like, why do I still have this? Well, Ian gave it to it's me at my first porn handy fest at some point. and it's awesome. And I just hold on to it. It'll probably be with me for the rest of my life. Unless it's in a museum. In a museum, it, right. You hand it down to your kids or something like that. <laughs> right. Family heirloom. <laughs> party store crust. slap bracelets. This is the nicest thing I have. <laughs> right. And, you know, some people ask me, oh, do I have to pay for it? You know, and that's nice of them to ask that, but no. They paid you already in gayness. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So, Stephanie, uh, you know, you've been here uh, kind of guesting on a lot of different shows. I mean, you haven't actually done Pork Therapy yet. You're going to be doing that tonight here at 10 o'clock Eastern time. In mere minutes. Yeah, and porktherapy.com is your website. That's pork, like porcupine, P-O-R-C, mm-hmm. pork Thank therapy. You. But you've been kind of sitting in here and there on a bunch of different shows. I mean, you've, uh, you, you've done a lot of mic time this week, right? Uh, yeah, I guess so. But I've been really busy just bouncing around with a lot of things. The main thing I'm working on here at Porkfest is free aid, which is fr33aid.com. We actually, um, so free aid for anyone who doesn't know is providing volunteer first aid services to Porkfest. It's completely free. You know, we're just, um, a team of volunteers. We've got a lot of EMTs and Mm -hmm. paramedics, even doctors and physicians assistants and stuff who work, uh, you know, in those fields in their daily life, but then they come to Porkfest and if somebody needs help while they're here, they're going to help out, you know, cause they care about people. So, um, so, you know, we kind of organize it and pers- people are at the booth during the day. And then at night we have volunteers on call hmm. and it, it's a good thing that, that they're there. And I'm really grateful for, for those, uh, team members that I work with because, you know, a couple of people have had some serious incidents where we needed to call an ambulance hmm. or take them to the hospital. Well, I mean, if you've got a a, a piece of property where there are a thousand people, and I don't know, I don't know what the total is right now for Porkfest, but odds are good we're going to surpass a thousand people at some point this weekend. Mm -hmm. If you've got a place where there are a thousand people, there's a good chance one of those thousand is going to have themselves a bad time. Maybe they're going to drink too much or something. Well, today it's been so hot all week. Dehydration? Yeah, there were a couple of those today. Yeah, so everybody stay hydrated. It's kind of late to say that now because it's cooling off. But Absolutely, especially if you're out dancing at uh, the bigger, gayer dance party. So uh, obviously there's you know the issue with people having a bad time, but mostly it's a pretty successful event. I mean, everything's been smooth. Yeah, so, you know, every now and then somebody's going to have a little too much alcohol. That's just inevitable. Not everybody... It's, it's been a lot calmer this year than last year, though. I think so, too. Yeah. I think generally not only not only has it been calmer, but uh, just things have been smoother. The operation of the event itself seems to just have it seems to just be together. Better. I'm I'm curious about the free aid thing. Is the incentive behind providing this voluntary charity, uh, which is free of charge, is it that to to prove that that can work, or is it just out of because I mean people that spend their time, uh, you know, helping other people with their injuries, it's they could be doing things that are probably more fun, but they might just be like, I really enjoy helping people. It makes me feel good to know that there's not going to be any boo-boos on my watch going without Band-Aids. Oh, so. yeah. There are lots of people who do it just because they enjoy it. For instance, I don't know if you spoke to Katie McCall. She's a midwife, and she basically got prosecuted because she delivered a baby. Her supervisor was out at another delivery, and so she had to you know, help. Someone went into labor. She had to catch the baby. This and, was in California, correct? Yes. Uh, so she's been volunteering with us, and she said something the other day. She said, like, I live to serve, and I just really oh, enjoyed wow. doing this and helping people. So, you know, she's been helping out. So I think there is some of that, just people wanting to help their neighbors, but also we do have a little bit of a, an agenda of de- demonstrating that it is possible to help 
your neighbors out with first aid or maybe even health care at some point um, on a completely voluntary basis. Well, wouldn't we ultimately like to get to a point of having mutual aid societies come back and replace governments and having voluntary associations actually being what's you know what it is that people turn to because now if they need yes. help a lot of people turn to the government because that's what they've been trained to do it's been that way their whole lives but if something like free aid can can actually come about while the government's you know kind of still out there doing its thing and provide a, a you know viable alternative mm-hmm. to uh, to assisting people that's incredibly valuable yeah i think it's important and that's why i spend uh, a lot of my time on it and and you said have mutual aid societies come back and that's that's exactly right. The right terminology to use because they they used to be very prevalent, but they've kind of gone away as people have started to rely more on the state. And so now I think as the state is sort of, I don't know, maybe crumbling or unable to provide some of these services that people need, maybe some of those mutual aid alternatives will start to reappear and people will be able to rely on them too. So uh, free aid, fr33aid.com dot com mm-hmm. is where people can go to learn more about this. Now, a lot of people that are listening to this program, they can't make it to New Hampshire, at least anytime soon. So is this something that is New Hampshire focused at this moment? Is it something you'd like to see go a little bit wider at some point? I have big dreams for free aid. I would like mm-hmm. to see it expand all over the world. Oh, and wow. we actually have team members from all over the place, uh, Europe, um, Canada, mm-hmm. all over the U.S., um, and we've been to different, so we, we focus now on Liberty events, yep. but we've been to lots of different events over the past two years that we've been around. It's like Libertopia or something like that? Where else have you been? We went to Libertopia, yep, um, and a number of other New Hampshire ones. One year we did Free Keen Fest, not this year because yep. it was uh, it was the day before Pork Fest and I, I had to, or I had to be up here sure. and I have all the equipment, so it's like, can't be in two places at once, but we've done the Bardo Farm Fest as well. And hopefully we'll be able to expand to sort of like non-Liberty events as well. Yeah, I'd really cool. like to do more outreach. Well, ultimately, yeah. Breaking out of the movement is, is what you want to do. You want yeah. to in- introduce other people who maybe haven't ever come across the ideas of Liberty to the idea of free aid. And then perhaps free aid will be their entry point uh, into discovering the free market ideas. Yeah, I hope so. And I really like to showcase the liberty activism that comes from a more compassionate angle, because I think sometimes people see um, liberty activism and they're like, okay, well, either you have to go do politics or you have to like get arrested. arrested. And I think that's a false dichotomy. It really is. Uh, There are lots more things you can do besides those. And so um, so I like to highlight things like free aid. Great. Thanks for doing that. And uh, once again, folks, you can uh, hear more of Stephanie at porktherapy.com, P-O-R-C, therapy.com. She, if you're here at Porkfest, she is going to be up next with her uh, radio program on lrn.fm. And, of course, you can find that online at lrn.fm. By the way, wanted to uh, remind you that while we're here at Porkfest, if you're at Porkfest, you know that alternative currencies are a big deal here. People are constantly uh, trying to wheel and deal in silver and bitcoins and other alternatives that are out there. Silver and bitcoins, I would say, are probably the two biggies here at Porkfest. And if you don't have silver yet, you know, it's easy to get. Uh, it's easy to get bitcoin. Silver takes a little bit more effort, uh, but it's also nice to have because you can actually put it somewhere physical. You can store it. You can lock it away, bury it, whatever it is you want to do with it. Uh, but you can go to silver.freetalklive.com. And that's where you can get great prices on hand-selected silver and gold uh, pieces like U.S. Eagles or 20 Franks, Lakota Nation silver rounds, uh, silver rounds, and more. Once again, you can go to silver.freetalklive.com or call up Midas Resources at 877-857-9938. That's 877-857-9938 or go to silver.freetalklive.com. More Free Talk Live to come. 
tomorrow night for our live Saturday edition to wrap up Pork Fest. We've still got a full day of activities in front of us. It's going to be an absolute blast. And Allie and Stephanie, thanks for coming on. Of course. Thank you. All right. See you tomorrow. Freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live has grown enough that I'm comfortable on bringing on a, a new salesperson. Now, I'm not looking for a person who wants a job. I'm looking for a person who wants to grow a business within my business. It's a commission-only position. What I bring to the table is a nationally syndicated radio program on more than 100 radio stations and two XM channels, a very popular podcast, the only show to win podcastawards.com annual award five times. FTL has also been named to Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100. That's the 100 most important radio programs in America four times. Because Free Talk Live is an independently syndicated radio program as opposed to being owned by Clear Channel or one of the other large syndication companies, our rates tend to be much less than those big companies. We don't have giant skyscrapers with the shiny glass windows full of receptionists and janitors and sales managers and all those things. So as a result, we're able to price ourselves much lower. And that makes it easier to sell. You've got a, a nationally syndicated radio program on more than 100 radio stations across the country with ad rates as low as $30 a 30-second ad. That's a relatively easy pitch to sell, but you still need dedication. The commission is going to be generous, and there'll be plenty of room for growth. What do you bring? Determination. You can't try this for a month, feel defeated, and quit. That's not the way radio sales works. It takes a little while to build your clientele and your reputation. If you have a bunch of half-finished projects sitting around your house uh, with very few completed ones, please, don't waste either of our time by responding. Personality and articulation are important in this job. You're going to have to talk to business owners over the phone. You have to be interesting and easy to understand. You have to have a computer with the internet. You have to have time during the day to do this. You can set your set schedule to some extent, but business owners are available during the day. If you want to work at night, you better be trying to get advertisers from India or Australia or Japan. Or you need to be living in India, Australia, or Japan, calling advertisers here. One of the two, but you pretty much need to be calling business owners during the day. You need a good phone with long distance included. This goes back to the articulation issue that I was talking about before. Um, you know, if I don't recommend cell phones, if uh, you know, if if it sounds badly, the business owner is going to be irritated and not want to talk to you. And it's hard enough to get people on the phone to talk to them about advertising without having a bad connection ruining the whole thing or sounding tinny or whatever. You need to be flexible and motivated. I'm not going to claim to be the world's uh, best self-help coach. I'm really not great at that. If you're looking uh, for a pep talk, call your mom. The person I pick needs to believe that Free Talk Live brings incredible value to our listeners. I'm going to need a resume for you. I'm going to get a bunch of responses from this ad, and I'm probably only going to pick one of them. I need to know that the person that I pick can sell, is dedicated, is worth my, and is worth my time to teach them. People often believe that sales is some magical skill that has to do with uh, limited mind control. It isn't. Sales is about integrity, honesty, follow-up with your customers, and product knowledge. Now, 
I'm going to provide you with the product knowledge. Obviously, you can't know everything that there is to know about the inside of Free Talk Live today. But what you need to bring to the table for me is the dedication to do follow-up with your customers and the willingness to be honest and have integrity in dealing with your customers. If you run across a situation where you have to tell them something that is uh, maybe, you know, that you believe is going to ruin the sale, but you believe it's the right thing to say, that's the thing you need to say. I don't want a salesperson that's going to lie to somebody. I'm not interested in it. This is a great opportunity for the right person and a big old headache for both of us for the wrong person. Um, please send your resumes to mark at freetalklive.com. 